Friends being the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my patron peeps. My patron peeps, this is a little look back. Uh, I think for you it'll have a couple. This will be maybe an extra long episode. I'm, I'm recording this now. I haven't assembled the episode yet. But I think it'll be maybe episode 500 and maybe one or two other like episode-only things. Uh, this episode 502 was the actual episode, but it like looked back at our first 500 episodes, and it really is one of the few times I gave kind of an in-depth look at uh, how the kind of first 100, 150 episodes of Sleep With Me was a big experiment, and then how to do just to like time constraints, uh, how we reached uh, the schedule and the release style that we have today. And I haven't even listened to the whole thing, and then... Uh, it'll be like then they'll come. I don't know. Maybe I'll put in episode six hundred or something. I don't know. I got to figure that out. But to give you a, a little something extra, because the amazing thing is, I don't know how many. I actually don't know how many times this podcast have been downloaded. Definitely over two hundred million times, and probably somewhere between two hundred and three hundred million times. Um, and there's only been about. Uh, I'd have to look in the history of the Patreon. Like people that have come and gone, it's probably around twelve thousand people, and there's like six thousand of you or so that are current patrons. So, so think about that: like six hundred, six thousand people, or twelve thousand people. That's two hundred. Let's just say two hundred fifty million downloads because of your support and the support of some other active listeners. But the Patreon is definitely the biggest uh, thing that got us here. And I'll probably talk about this more maybe on the thousandth episode and stuff as we get there. But uh, just think about that. Like, it, it kind of blows my mind. 250 million times people have listened to this podcast. And you're involved in that. Uh, and you could do the math. I can't. Uh, let's just say six. Let's say, okay, the people that are gone, the 6,000 patrons that are, you know, moved on or stopped listening to the show or stopped supporting it, you give them 50 million. So then you have 200 million. I don't know. That's uh, some math there. So thanks so much. Uh, and uh, here, what do we say? What do you say we get on with the show? All right. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. It's been putting some people to sleep for over 500 episodes. Uh, but in case this is your first episode, I want to set the stage for you. So this is a podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside... Whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, physical physical sensations, feelings, noises, whatever's keeping you awake. It could be any of those things. It could be something totally different. Uh, whatever it is I'd like to take your mind off that. What I mean by a safe place is, one, I want you to feel welcome. Now, this podcast, it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it helps you out. Uh, give it a few tries. It's a little bit different. I'm a little bit silly. I've got creaky dulcet tones. I'm not, a, I don't have the voice of an angel, you know, like a sweet, sweet Bette Midler or Carol King. I don't even have a voice of Carol Kane. I mean, if I had Carol Kane's voice, I guess this would be a different podcast. Uh, I don't have any of those sweet, I have creaky dulcet tones. So what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep dark night. And I'm going to do, like, tonight will be a little bit different of an episode, but it'll still be full of meanders. Uh, I guess if you were going to use, like, a pejorative term, you say I do a lot of yammering. 
Though I don't think that's in regular parlance in the U.S. I don't know about any other countries anymore. And that tends to be more aggressive. I don't think I'm like, I think when someone uses a word yammer, that tends to be aggressive. Let's uh, let's let's agree to do this together because this is an open, safe place. Let's take yammering back. Let's reclaim, repurpose, and not necessarily redefine, but let's uh, shape yammering. Maybe it's that why. Why's are very pointy. So what I'm going to do here, and this is kind of like how the podcast, I'm going to take that why. I'm going to bend it a little. Ooh, yeah. Give us some curvature. Give the why a little curvature. Even on the edges, I don't know if you can feel me, but I'm sanding the edges of the tips of the Y down. And yeah, and now I'm going to be doing some yammering. Yeah, yammering, maybe I'll just be yammering. And uh, I don't know, like I just read a Brief History of Seven, thing, seven Something, and Bob Marley was a, like a tertiary character in that book, Marlon James. Uh, and he wrote Jammin'. And I'll be, yeah, I guess, yamming. Why don't we just cut out, cut, out, cut out the, I guess that's a totally different. You'd say, what is yamming, Scoots? I'd say, well, that's what I do here. It's like I talk too much and I ham it up. Uh, it's yamming. I'm yamming like it was a thing of the past. I'll be, because I do yam about the past. I yam about the future. And I guess if, like, say I did have a grouchy neighbor and they were walking by and, and eavesdropping, but, like, the kind of ease, passive-aggressive eavesdropping where the podcast, recording the podcast getting on their nerves, they'd say, what are you yammering about in there? And I'd say, man, there's no yammering. We're just, I'm just yamming. I'm, like, I guess, like, there's jam bands, too. I wonder if there could be, like, this could be a new thing. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a, like a party of one, like it always is with me. BC, well, yes, yeah, Scoots, he, he wrote a bunch of letters to Fish. He wanted to turn them into a yam band. But they said, geez, I think we're doing fine. You know, we got uh, 13 shows at the Madison Square Garden this summer, so I think we're covered. And they said, well, yeah, I'll be, I, I, well, I don't have a band. Well, I just yam. You know, I do yam in, in the middle of the podcast. So... So that's kind of an explanation, if you're new here, that doesn't make any sense, which is how most explanations of the, related to this podcast go. What I was going to do, believe it or not, I had intended for this to be the quickest opening ever, but I guess like I might as well keep going. I mean, when, when I got a good thing going, that's sleepy, strange, and senseless, and, but that we've repurposed. You see, this is, this is healing. This is live literary healing, if literary, you know. Word heal. I'm a word healer, a word repurposer. I don't know. Like that's what like all these rugged do, like dudes that uh, like wear leather coats and stuff do. They say, well, yeah, repurpose uh, redwood uh, from the bottom of the Great Lakes. Well, you really? I and they say, what do you do? And they say, why are we? Is I, I didn't even realize we were in competition with. Like uh, I'm very intimidated by your repurposing of redwood and your leather coat. Is that repurposed leather? Yes, because it's uh, so okay. You get a bit of a Banderas thing going there. Oh, you are. Oh, you're Antonio Banderas's cousin. That lives in my mind. Oh, another one of those. Yeah, well, what I do, I, I repurpose things too. I, I well, yam. I don't repurpose yams, but I've repurposed yammering into yams, which is not the same as a yam, which is like a sweet, sweet potato. This is a whole. This is a repurposed, and I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't have the foresight to make up a whole new word. 
I just wanted to shorten the hammering down, make it less harsh. Because I think that was something in like 50 sitcoms they, uh, they would say to one another. And my goal was to create, take hammering, repurpose it, re, do, I'm also a word healer. And, and, and no, I don't use mystical energy. I just use mental scissors. So I just say, well, hammering sounds a little harsh. Let me, and, and sandpaper. So I sanded it. I bended it, you know, bent it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you're correcting my grammar. Because you're healing my words. This is, this is really, really getting along here. It was, anyway, I was trying to make a point before you cor- correctly corrected me. Thank, I appreciate it. But uh, then I bend the words, uh, sand them, and then snip them. So I said yammering. I said more like yam. That sounds nice. I mean, not. I, I don't eat yams. I mean, sometimes I do. I, but it, let's not get distracted by the yams because this is a whole new thing. A bit like jam. No, no, no. Not like a jam in the refrigerator. Like Bob Marley jam. Or like you jam, like what's your jam? I'm yamming. It's like the soft version of yammering. Exactly. So it's so smooth. Listen to. Have you been listening? I've been yam. Oh, I've been yammering. Yeah, it's a little bit. I've got my yam on. And at some point, I like. I usually like to work in some puns. Like yes, I am yammering. That would be my if I had a shirt. That no one would understand but me that explained exactly what I'm doing. It'd say, yes, I am yammering. I am what I am. Even better pun brain, except it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. It's still a pun, even though it doesn't make any sense. It's an up. What's an up? It's a pet, but senseless puns here at Sleep With Me, where we, where we get, get your yam. If you're new here, this is the kind of n- nonsense you can expect uh, every, every three times a week. And like the thing is, I'll be get, I'll be doing the yamming. You just got to kick back. You like I'll be, I'll take the Y's. I'll bend them. I'll take the edges right off those Y's. And the, you know any other word? You know that's what the word healing, word softening. I mean, you buy, if, I don't know if you buy a fabric softener or or you have water softener. I'm your word softener. So you're right, maybe healing was a little bit too, too like that was maybe too much of a proclamation. I do like it, though. Let's just say, like, uh, like I'm imbuing, like, I like to, the spirit of healing words, but really I just soften them. Okay, silence, even from my internal voices. So anyway, if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. This is a podcast about you to sleep. You don't really have to pay attention but I'll be here for an hour to keep you company. It's a podcast to put you to sleep, but believe it or not, you don't need to, like you're under no pressure to fall asleep. That's why it's so long. So you can just kind of kick back and like, uh, just let me am. I'll be here. And the whole reason I make the show is because I had trouble sleeping and, and I still do. And I do have a, like, it's a distracting thing. I just wonder as I've been here talking uh, putting the Y to the A to the double M or single M. I don't. I got to talk to a trademark attorney. Uh, they all uh, with an imaginary one, of course, an imaginary one. But uh, as I do that, I just wonder if you were thinking about whatever it is that's been keeping you up the whole time, or if I took your mind off of it. So that's all you need to do. You listen and just fall asleep when you want. You don't need to remember what I was saying. Like, ideally, tomorrow you'll wake up, and if you worked with people that listen to this podcast, you see, you know, that would be like an inside joke. You'd say, did you listen to sleep with me last night? I, I don't remember. One person might say, 
And then it'd be funny if one person was eating sweet potato fries. That would be kind of like like a, I don't know if that would be a pun, but it would be funny. And they'd say, I think he was talking, he was, he was talking about yams. I think he's, he started a yam farm. Would you like sweet potato fry? And you say, I don't. And they say, oh, wait, I'm still, I'm sleeping. I'm dreaming this. Uh, so that's the idea of the podcast. As I said, the podcast isn't for everybody. If you're skeptical, though, give it a few tries. I mean, if you're up already and you can't sleep, I just want to help. Uh, so it's not an aggressive thing. I hope it helps you. Like, I just can't guarantee it because, like, I'm I'm weird. I mean, let's be straight, like, uh, and I want to be, you know, keep you company. But it's not going to put everybody to sleep. I hope it puts you to sleep. I appreciate your time. Tonight we're going to be doing like a run through of kind of like a historical look back at the podcast, I think. So I'm glad you're here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you stopping by. And I really hope, not only do I hope I yearn and I work so hard because I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks. Okay. Hey, everybody. So this is kind of like our uh, 500th, uh, I don't know if it's a celebratory episode, because uh, for me, I guess the train is always moving. So I'm like, okay, I'm already like planning, you know, episodes in the uh, 510s to 520s. Uh, but I did want to take some time to look back. And in the past, in like AMAs that you can find on SoundCloud, and then in some of our story-based articles, I've kind of talked about a little bit about the production of the show. And in our year of podcasting, I kind of talk about how much work, you know, it takes at least uh, 20 of it. takes a lot of work to make the show. I mean, basically, you know, a lot of work. Uh, so I've talked about those things in the past. But I want to just kind of run through historically, because I guess for, even for me, like I don't, like I, I know part of me knows, because uh, I've been here working, like, if you didn't, let's see, 500 plus episodes, that represents like, uh, I mean, like just the episodes, not the administrative work, like eight, nine, ten thousand hours of, of work. And then there's all the, like, like what I say, geez, like, uh, I can't believe I made 500 episodes of a podcast. It's just like, so, I, but I just want to run through the episodes because so many people are new. Like, if you make a podcast and you're hearing this, and I'm going to do it, like I said, well, what's a way we could do it in a lulling, soothing way? That's also, like, the, the tradition of podcast straddles the line between engaging and boring. So, be, I guess, like a retrospective, because, I mean, believe me, it is, I'm, I'm betting there's going to be some surprises in here for me. And I don't know if we can do this in one super long episode, or, or we'll see. Because uh, in the feed here of our current host, it's uh, five. There's 587 things in the feed out of 500, 500 plus episodes. So I don't even know what the other like 60 things in the feed are. Oh, like well, we'll see. So let's run through it uh, and just take a look back at like some of the episode titles, and we'll do them in 50 batches of 50, I guess, because that's like the. Uh, so right now we're looking at, even though it's batches of 50, it's 1 through 37. And according to this, Sleep With Me podcast episode 1 was posted here uh, October 18th, 2013 at 7.57 p.m. And the first episode we did was not the first episode I thought of, but it was like I was like trying to figure out what, uh, it was the first episode I recorded. Uh, but it was about hauling oats, uh, what I want, I think. And it was just kind of d- analyzing that song in kind of a goofy, silly way. 
very, very different than most of our episodes have been. It has a lot of music in it, and it probably needs to be taken down because it has a people's music. But it was early on. It's just an experiment. Uh, the original content I had already thought of years, but like, like I think towards like was uh, the the uh, Game of Drones and uh, After the Glass Slipper. And the closest I got to launching the podcast was like After the Glass Slipper, which is I reimagining kind of what happened to Cinderella after she became queen. And then Game of Thrones, I think I thought of Game of Drones, like uh, I almost started it, like I think a year and a half before the podcast itself started, maybe. So maybe June of, either June of 2013 or June of 2012. Uh, June of 2013 probably makes more sense, so. And I just didn't have, like, uh, just was too, like, uh, caught up in the idea. So let's just run through these episode titles, and then we'll do... I guess let's run through them. So the first one was about a Hall and Oates. Then we have Twainsy, which was the Walking Duds. Uh, then Rats uh, to the Dogs. And then episode five was You Don't Have to Like a New Dawn or Accept It. So those were based on the TV show, which I've always, like I was watching that show, The Walking D-E-A-D. And I guess at the time, I mean, there was no one listening to the podcast. I think I had like a... You don't think I broke a hundred listeners till I broke a hundred. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look back. Maybe took me a year. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe like a 50, I don't know. So all these early episodes, uh, at the time they were coming out, it was just like, uh, I was just making them to, 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 to get an idea of if I was going to follow through on the podcast and what the podcast was going to be. And I think there are a few of those listeners still around, but, uh, so the second episode came out, I mean, I don't know when it came out on the internet, but it, it got posted October 30th, 2013. And I guess this will be interesting. I don't know what the release schedule was back then. Uh, but the, so the first uh, the first episode was about uh, Hall and Oates. Then there was four episodes about The Walking Dead. Uh, but those did, all had kernels of what the podcast would become. Like The Walking Dead, I was like experimenting with uh, recaps uh, like a lot of facts, the so facts section that would be in the future uh, Game of Drones stuff, and then like a little bit of fan fiction or fanciful reimagining, uh, parody, whatever one's legal. I don't know if it's parody or satire, but you know, that kind of thing. Uh, then at episode six, we had Memes Strike Back, which was this character, Steve, uh, who's a famous meme or was back, this was November 10th, 2013. And he, I think he was a meme in like 2011. And it was kind of just like, uh, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like a little bit too, um, I think it was funny. And it, but I think maybe like, it wasn't like, I don't think it was mean, but it was like, I'm, uh, I don't know, I like this podcast to, like, where I'm the, always the foil or institutions or whatever, or rich pe- super rich people are the foils and not uh, even, like, villainous characters. I would like them to be empowered. So I don't know if, like, picking on Steve was the best. And I don't know if it was. I haven't re-listened to the episode in a long time. And I think he's from Boston, but I think, like, since I'm from Syracuse, like, it could relate to the character, uh... Like he just seemed like maybe somebody I knew. 
Then episode seven was another walking dud. Then episode eight was the first after glass slipper episode. So that would be our first uh, serial story. And that was important to me, like doing a serial story. Uh, and this was, I think, right around. So it looks like uh, most episodes were coming out once a week. And once we got to episode eight, uh, we went to a twice a week schedule. And I don't know, like this, so this was just a reimagining of like, what was, I named her Agatha, Cinderella's stepmother. What would she do after Cinderella became queen and how would she react? And this was one of the first story ideas that I'd had, like, uh, leading up to like when the podcast, like, like, uh, over the two or three years that I knew I was going to make, like, I wanted to make this podcast, but I was still procrastinating about it. Uh, just because I found that idea interesting. I don't know. And then also the idea of um, serial stories at the time was important to me just because I had like old time radio was based on serials. And while I wasn't around when old time radio was around, I was around like when uh, people my age were like rediscovering it or our parents were telling us about it or we were watching movies like a Christmas story. And I think my brother Carl was a big old-time radio fan when we were kids or in high school or maybe college. So, I don't know. I just like the idea of these goofy serial stories. So, that was like where After the Glass Slipper, and you'll see, it became a thing. Uh, then episode nine was another Walking Dud episode called The Convenient Pirate. Uh, then After the Glass Slipper, and this is when we moved to a Tuesday-Sunday release schedule, it looks like. And then let's see, we had a Afterglass Slipper, then a Walking Dud, then a Walking Dud North Pole Chronicles, which was just an idea that came out of the kind of fan fiction side of Walking Dud. Uh, then another Afterglass Slipper, we're at episode 13, we're already in December of 2013. And uh, so we were going back and forth between Afterglass Slipper and Walking Dud. And let's see, December... Then our first non, our first new, well, we had the meme, and then in episode 17, the elf nobody knew. That was our first, like, improv story. I think, I don't think that was written, and that was December 10th, 2013. And that was about an elf, uh, you know, that kind of was the forgotten elf. And so at this time, I was writing, um, like, I was watching uh, The Walking Dead and taking notes, and then I was writing Afterglass Slipper episodes. And then, so at some point here, and not yet, though, we, we're still on a twice-a-week uh, schedule. Then uh, episode 19, episode 18 is Frozen Reindeer Tears, which is a North Pole Chronicles. Then Afterglass Slipper. Uh, then another, this was another story that was a little bit older. I'd written, uh, the year Rudolph's nose broke, uh, I'd used, I'd made that story up, uh, to, to, to put my daughter to sleep, uh, that previous summer. And I was like, oh, I could use that for that podcast. I never started. Uh, then another North Pole Chronicles and part two, Rudolph's nose broke. Now we're in December 22nd, 2013. Then a North Pole Chronicles and an Afterglass Slipper. So a little break in Afterglass Slipper there. Huh, that's interesting. And on December 15th, uh, looks like we moved to a three-day three day a week schedule somewhere in here, I think. Uh, let's see, Afterglass Slipper, then Call Me Canada's Wonder, Call Me Canada's Wonderland, maybe. That was episode 25. That feels like a more mature episode, uh, to be honest. 
I don't know what it sounds like listening to it, but uh, like that was another one where the seeds were there. Uh, it was about the song Call Me Maybe, which I think is um, the Canadian pop star whose name escaped Megan. I don't think it's Megan Trainer, but it, maybe it is Megan Trainer. I want to say it's someone that's the name starts with a K, but they came out uh, New Year's Eve, December 31st, uh, 2013. And that was it, like just a, like a, someone describing what they thought the song meant. Uh, then the Tooth Fairy's assistant, which was another just one-off fictional tale. Then after the Glass Slipper, then the season premiere Get Bassos, uh, uh, January seventh, twenty fourteen. And now we're on a three-day, three-day week schedule for sure. And this was like this was one of the mistakes I made. So. I kicked off, like, Get Bassos because I had that idea for a series. Then I had another idea for a series, The Florida Project, which was based on an idea I had just for, like, a story or TV show because uh, I, write, I, re- I wrote a screenplay about a retirement community. And I was always, like, I'd visited a few retirement communities, and I was always curious about the oldest profession in the world in retirement communities, and that would be an interesting TV show. And so I thought, okay, what if there's a character going to start, uh, to, like, going to try that in Florida, but he's not really cut out to do that, like, be, and it was like, uh, and again, we had no listeners back then, so it was very safe to try stuff like this. If I tried something like this now, like, uh, it, it was very, like, a j- j- joking. It wasn't, like, uh, encouraging the oldest profession in the world, and I tried to be as respectful as I could about it. Uh, but it was definitely like like a little too edgy for now. I mean, just like The Walking Dead, it would probably be too, like a little bit too out there. Though I like to push the limits of the podcast. Otherwise, it wouldn't be possible to make 500 episodes if you're not really. There's no way to sustain something like this uh, in the like like in, like in the like walking down the middle of the road, you know. Uh, but my mistake at the time was like so. I then now we have three serial series for a while: Get Bessos, The Florida Project, and After Glass Slipper. And all of them were written. So I was trying to write an episode in like two days and then perform it, which was very hard. Luckily, we didn't have any listeners, like very many. So it was like a risk-free period. And I've learned that lesson: like, okay, you can only do one written series a week. There's just not enough time. Even if somehow I was working on the podcast as my job, I don't think like I could write. It's it just like it, t- it just takes so much. Uh, like anybody that's written anything or tried to, it's like really hard. So, so we were doing that for a while. So it would go get Bessos, the Florida Project, and the After the Glass Slipper, and then get Bessos, the Florida Project, the After the Glass Slipper, uh, for a little while. Uh, and at some point, so this is through January of 2014, and let's see how many, how many, how long we lasted. Uh, episode 38, uh, 39, 40 was still this alternating all three. Episode 41, uh, Canadian Johns in Mexico. That was uh, the Florida Project. I remember that episode. I don't know if it was like I had trouble writing it or like. Uh, I knew that at that point, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work, uh, this Florida project. Uh, then after last slipper, then get Bessos into February. So now we're like uh, three years ago. Episodes, in, these are the 40s. And then the Florida project I ended uh, right around my birthday in February. Actually, like, yeah. And uh, 
Then I tried to do another series. It was still uh, about uh, sexuality, I guess, or sexuality influence. Oh, wait, here's like, uh, yeah, Gap Essos. So then I tried another series, which is, again, something comedic I was going to write, not for the podcast, which was a mistake. Like, this was, this was a repeat of the mistake with uh, the Florida Project, where I said, well, like, this is already a project I've been thinking about writing. This is another. This was a movie I was thinking about writing. Because uh, at this time, February 2014, I was still writing screenplays, like, just thinking, okay, like, uh, I'm going to work on this podcast and I'm going to keep writing screenplays and see which one, like, a, like a, I don't know, like, uh, but uh, still having trouble uh, with the half pros that you use to write screenplays. And, and I was in rewriting something, and this was just a project I was planning on writing. And it was called Olympic uh, Sex, and it was about two uh, guys in their 30s or 40s uh, who were both divorced and single, or one's divorced maybe, and they're best friends. And they were trying to get into the Olympics because they've heard about uh, all of the loving that goes on in the Olympic Village, and they want to partake in that, and they want to be Olympians. Uh, so they're trying to—that was the premise of the movie— or the project, it wasn't a movie, it was like something I was going to write that I didn't write. And I said, well, this is a decent premise. And again, again, we had maybe 100 listeners, so it wasn't like, and early on listeners, the podcast was much more, uh, not adult-themed, but like looser and experimental. I mean, I think it still is, but just in a different way. And also I was less comfortable, so I was more likely to be flashy Instead of having like a little more confidence, like I do now, to be subtle about it. Uh, so, but I don't know. I can't sh- shame myself or anything. It's like something I was going to write anyway. And uh, so, but again, it was the same mistake. I thought, oh, let me try to add this, and we'll still do three serial stories. So this is February, and we're doing Afterglass Slipper, uh, Olympic Sex, and. Uh, get past those. And that only lasted till the end of February. And then I said, I can't keep doing this. Uh, so then I switched to just, uh, right. Like one series. And so then I said, I, I can't keep, I can't keep up with this work. So, uh, at some point I just, we just started releasing only, uh, after glass slipper episodes. It looks like there was a couple bonus episodes in there. And, uh, yeah, then in March 11th, 2014 was the last episode, episode 55 was the last after glass slipper episode. Uh, then we just tried like experimental stuff. So, uh, Russia versus Ukraine gold medal match, the elf who wouldn't listen, a dream paradox of probiotics. That was a character, uh, now there's a podcast, like I haven't listened to it. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, Cathard, uh, he has a podcast where they interpret dreams. This was a fraud Freud. He was a dream interpreter. Uh, and then Enjoy Every Sandwich, which was kind of about Warren Zevon. I think uh, I remember a cafe I wrote that in. So it's weird how, uh, like I said, I got to get out of the house. So I went into the San Francisco and wrote in the, uh, what neighborhood was it? Uh, something, uh, Coal, Coal, Coal Valley. In a cafe there, 2014. Then we went to back to get Bessos, uh, episode 60. 
and just straight trying to get through Get Besos. Uh, so still finding what the podcast would be. So it's like three Get Besos episodes a week. So you can see how mistakes in early in the podcast uh, pay, paid off because, again, I didn't have a lot of listeners. So I was able to make this mistake of like uh, burning out, like uh, doing three serial episodes a week of different serials or the same ones, just not sustainable and probably a little heavy on the ear, you know. So we did that till episode 70, and then at some point, like episode 70, it was a new feature, Trending Twitter Tuesday from Sunday, and that was April 15th, uh, 2014. And so then it looks like we would do two episodes of Get Bassos and then one episode of Trending Twitter Tuesday. So it started to give me a little uh, wiggle room, so then we get to episode 75, and, oh, yeah, here's episode 76. Uh, that was the episode that caused me the most trouble. Like, learned an important lesson. Episode 76 says, April 29, 2014. No restarts. Uh, that was, like, one of the early trending Twitter episodes. So it was new. I'm not, I'm not trained in improv. So it's a huge learning curve. Uh, I mean, still a learning curve. Uh, and that one, I just wasn't feeling it. And it had. A, I think it had a really good episode about... Uh, uh, something the goldfish that wanted to be a mermaid or something like that the bunny that wanted to be a mermaid and so that was hard like uh, this one just wouldn't come together and i didn't have the experience to just like ease off the gas pedal so i even tried restarting and deleting and there's just no way you can do that and come out with three episodes a week when you're recording you have to get sound and it ha- you have to be willing to release it, and you have to have, uh, I mean, this is just stuff I've learned with this podcast. You have to, like, uh, stay calm and go with the flow. Like, whatever the story swamp gives you, you kind of have to stay calm and accept it. And, and not every podcast is going to be, it just has to be your best. It doesn't have to be perfect. And so that was a hard lesson to learn, but I learned it, and I have never forgotten it. And it's interesting that I learned it at episode 76. And again, because these are public, these episodes, it is like a, might be hard to imagine, but it's incredibly painful at some level uh, to have something uh, go out, at least to that internal critic part of me. I guess like it's both sides of that coin. So the critic part of me, it's like this is going to be released to the public. This is humiliating and painful. But the flip side is there's really not, you know, the critic is really blowing a lot of hot air. But there's also another flip side, which is like it really is, it keeps me motivated to work hard because it is painful recording if I'm not prepared or like I'm overthinking or overstressed. If I can't be in the moment, it's painful. And then releasing episodes that uh, the written episodes, if I haven't done enough writing, is painful. But it's a good pain that says, OK, let's just get this work done. So just a little interesting thing. So then, oh, then it's just another episode I liked. May the fourth, fourth be with you, t- Twitter Tales. Uh, and at some point that would become, I mean, was that like something about Star Wars started to work its way in for a little while. And then we're, so we're still doing a trending Twitter Tuesday and then get Bessos, the belly of the cookie puss, uh, can of social media may even be a rack on tour. Walking our first walking tour of San Francisco, uh, snakes and ladders. These were some. I, I really enjoyed some of these uh, episodes. Turing test to save the World Cup, uh, 2014. Um, Lionel Messi's coach, sleep coach Casey Kasem. 
And then at some point, I decided to start Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones Season 4 uh, kicked off June 18th, 2014, Episode 99. And that would be a fa- another important moment. So a lot of these important moments happened in our first 100 episodes uh, where, like I said, oh, okay, if I do these TV show recaps, it uses a different part of my brain so I won't exhaust all of this other creative energy. So taking notes and riffing off of notes and stuff like that, it's a different creative reservoir than improving stories, which is a different creative reservoir for me than writing stories and performing them. And all those three reservoirs have enough energy in them to make one episode a week. Uh, and then it's not easy, but it none of them have enough to make more than one. Or in the case that they do, it takes a lot of work. Um, so, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, I don't know that elaborate any more on that. Um, so we started Game of Drones. That was Wednesday, June 18th, 2014. And at some point around here, my brother got married. Uh, and then Bernie the Butterfly's first appearance was episode 100. Then episode 101, I still can't believe I even made it to 100 episodes. That was episode 101, like it was our first like uh, recap episode. And that's a big milestone. It's a hard to make. Making a podcast is really, really difficult. Uh, and for, especially for somebody that hasn't followed through on a ton of stuff, this, that was a big accomplishment, 100. I didn't think I'd make it there. But we made it. And then um, Game of Thrones. Then we have Ray's first visit, June 30th, 2014. Uh, then uh, Superdoll kicks off at some point. Um, huh, is that the first episode? Toastmasters and Superdoll. Yeah, so uh, so right around here is where we settled in on the pace we would keep up for the history of the podcast, right around 100. It's interesting. So June 3rd, Superdoll kicked off, and then we would go as we've been for 400 episodes hence, and that's what carried us, uh, was this kind of three-style system. And again, the audience was small at this time, and again, the show was able to grow with the audience, uh, and I think the audience grew because the show grew in quality, and I think this is a turning point for the show, of like being like, okay, let's, uh, we can do these three these three things well once a week. Uh, this is what's going to work if we're going to keep making this show. And these are, again, the really hard decisions behind the podcast is how am I going to sustain this? Because it's not that hard tonight to sit down and record an episode. And it's like a Sunday night and, and uh, stuff like that. But uh, then to just keep it going uh, is, is, uh, is where the difficulty lies. Like putting it for me, putting out one podcast episode's not that tough, but then be like, okay, we, then we got to do it again tomorrow or in when, and then with, with the day job and stuff. So, um, this was just a really important thing to fall to, to discover. So, wow, that the right around episode 100 stuff started to come together. And so we did Game of Thrones and we did Goonies musical episode, Super Doll. And yeah, we just started getting in the groove. Superdoll, Game of Drones, a Seance with Not Habba Napoleon. I remember that one was a good one. It's just weird. I, I can see myself in Berkeley thinking about that episode. Maybe I don't know. And around these early episodes too, I was like really uh, 
uh, searching for certainty because the audience was small. And I was like, I think I was like, uh, at some point I stopped caring about growing the audience. I just said, well, the listeners will help me grow the audience instead of having to control it myself. I think like in these first uh, 150 or so episodes, the first year, year and a half, I think I was like under the illusion that I had control over the show of growing or being successful when really you only have control over the work, uh, like the process and not the results. Uh, but these are some great episodes. Here's our first real-time recipe, episode 118. So a lot of stalwarts came up, Bernie the Butterfly, real-time recipes, mall walking is episode 121. Uh, Game of Thrones, so a lot of things that would stay with us. Another uh, uh, Ray episode, because I was getting over-reliant on that. I had to stop myself uh, at some point, because Ray is so popular that it's like, oh, well, that's going to be easier again, but I always have to make sure I don't burn anything out, or or, I don't know. I, I always have to keep in mind, now what's easy for Drew, what's best for the podcast, and what's most sustainable and that's good because it's expanded my boundaries. 124 is Pitching Tim Curry, our first Pitching Tim Curry episode. Uh, more Game of Thrones Season 4. We're still on Season 4. Another Ray episode. So it was, I was doing a kind of a Ray episode a month back then until I uh, disciplined myself. And then let's see. So, and I guess people that listen to Sleep to Strange, you know, like some of these episodes are like... Uh, then we had season four, another season four. That might have been the last season four of Game of Thrones, yeah. Uh, August 23rd, 2014. No Swag at Costello Con. That was a fun episode. I remember that one. And a lot of these goofy episodes I liked. Uh, uh, then we're still in Superdoll. We're at episode 128. Uh, then we I started releasing these napcasts, which were the prayers... Uh, uh, from in the uh, Tom, I think Tom and from uh, and again was like an experiment to see geez could I grow the audience of the podcast which was uh, I don't know I really like the prayers and Tom and uh, and the Game of Thrones episodes again so long I guess part of me wanted to kind of feature that stuff too also sometimes like I would have extra space on my uh, hosting plan. And I would at the end of the month, like your hosting plan resets and your files get archived on the current, like, uh, so I would want to make sure I used all that space because I was paying for it. Uh, and again, I think at this point, like all the expenses of the podcast are coming out of my pocket for most of it. I mean, uh, but it wasn't like, uh, it was all doable. Uh, then August, we started uh, Game of Thrones season one and... We are still on Superdoll, and let's see, Three Words Serena Wants to Hear, that was a good one, Lord Snow, Game of Thrones Season 1, Outlanders, Skin and Willie, Trending Twitter Tuesday, Uh, Big B, Little Alien, another Ray episode, September, so I think I was definitely leaning on the head hard. Because it's just like making up the improv episodes is is really, really... uh, now it's more experience, but still not fun. It's like something you always want to um, procrastinate on. Uh, Game of Thrones, Vikings vs. 49ers, uh, action movie. Uh, let's see, whatever happened to the Transylvania twist. So we still, like, again, I like to theme things seasonally. 
uh, when I can, just because I'm a kid, like I'm a kid at heart, and watching holiday specials and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Damon D, who was on the backup, he made a song for that Transylvania twist. Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. A creature from the Black, Magu- Black Lagoon tells me he's originally from Big Goon. Again, that's just another favorite episode of mine. Yeah, it was improv, you know, made up. It was so, I don't know, I just like, uh, I remember making that and saying, wow, I really liked that one. And so then we're into another milestone for me. Like, these would be the two biggest milestones is 100 and 150. So 150 was uh, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, one of the ones towards the end of season one. And also the conclusion, 149 was the conclusion of the series. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't the end of Superdoll. Oh, okay, I'm mixed up here. Um, but, yeah, 151 was like a one where I met Lady Witchbeard, the tale of Lady Witchbeard. Uh, full title, The Tale of a Witch Named Connie who would become Lady Witchbeard. And uh, that was October 20th, 2014. That was just a character I could never forget uh, once I met her. It'll be a while. I don't even know how long until we made the series about her. Uh, So then we're still doing Superdoll and Game of Thrones season one. Spokesperson from Hansel and Gretel. Uh, Ray returns. So again, a lot of Ray. Sis- here's 158, Sisyphus Reborn. So that was another recap episode. Uh, can I talk a little bit about my struggles with addiction, I think, in there? And uh, that was November 6, 2014. So that's our one-year anniversary-ish. I think the podcast really started like being available to public around November 1st or somewhere between October 20th and November 1st, 2013. So there's a recap episode where, you know, I bear, I think that was the first one where I was really personal and really tried to be vulnerable and it was not easy, but, uh, that paid off like that, where I felt like that was a big risk. I mean, this isn't bragging or anything like, uh, where I was really nervous. And when I put the episode out, I said, did I reveal too much about myself? Uh, but now I'll never look back. I mean, uh, the way people, listeners have been my safety net, uh, they can never repay that, like the boundaries inside me and outside me that have expanded and how much I've grown past my limitations because of listeners' help is uh, unbelievable. Thank you. Uh, then another episode I really liked, Bjork to Love Story. That was November 11th, 2014, episode 160. Yeah, then another real-time recipe one. This is still really popular. Uh, pasta and tacos, XNL, Don, John Hughes, and... That was only episode 161. I would have guessed it was like 250. Uh, let's see. Then we're uh, Reditation, another walking episode in November. So, yeah, we're almost at 2015 here. Still like eight pages or something of. Uh, uh, then another, uh, another uh, Burning the Butterfly episode, 164. Game of Thrones, uh, me and Salonic and Adino that dreams in silence. Uh, episode 167, a really popular episode, Fall Asleep with Snowy Woods Guided Meditation. That's really popular with people. A lot of uh, these napcasts were still going. Then the first Thanksgiving Day Parade episode with Greg, Ray and the Gregor. Walking Tour of Lost Island. Yeah, Heat Miser with a bowl cut. That was a, like, I, I remember making that episode. That was fun. 
uh, cracking nuts to the nutcracker. These were all like themed trending Twitter Tuesday. Then the Roberta Claus Foundational episodes, one of these scientists' Cold War on Santa. So probably a year at least ahead of time where uh, this idea of Roberta Claus, that Santa, um, why does Santa Claus have to be male, but it started to like uh, an idea of a woman named Roberta Claus that she would be the new Santa Somehow sprung out of this story. I don't know exactly how. Then uh, uh, more Game of Thrones, guided meditation as a Christmas present. And somewhere in here, I start to hear feedback from people that are still listening to the podcast. I can remember some of these episodes and hearing from listeners that are still listening. Uh, so this is like, but the show has always grown small. So 150 episodes uh Right around 150 was when Bobby Finger, who now he's risen to podcast greatness and writing greatness, he he's on Who Weekly, and I think he still writes for Jezebel, but I'm not positive on that. But he he was the first person ever to interview me, and that was right around 150, somewhere in here. Yeah, and then I think the second time I was interviewed was I don't even know, uh, maybe I don't know. I guess I like a. Uh, but as it did, just another moment where I was like, okay, uh, this podcast is growing unexpectedly, slowly but unexpectedly in in ways where I was like, okay, this is going to become something. At some point, I, I, like, I'm still at the point where I'm still trying to make it work, uh, but it's big enough that like the, the podcast has this big audience now. So it's like uh, I know it's going to work now. I mean, I just got to figure out how to make it work financially, you know, but uh, – uh, back then, like, uh, still maybe had a couple thousand listeners. I don't know if we, maybe we had a thousand listeners at 150, maybe not. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember the uh, statistics, but it was like, is this podcast going to grow enough? Uh, like, or should I cut it back to be a hobby? Cause a hobby would be once a week or less. Once a week, this podcast would be really tough to do as a hobby even, but even back then, I was like, I don't think this is going to be a hobby. I think this needs to be a three times a week, and I think that it's going to keep going. And it was just pushing myself, uh, you know, like on the late nights and the weekends, which is kind of still the case, but uh, we're on the path. Um, but yeah, so last Royal. So then we season two of After the Glass Slipper starts up at some point in here. And I said, geez, I can't. So I guess so it's a tw- two years ago. Uh, we're looking at January. We're in the 180s. Uh, and I can remember these like they're yesterday. I really enjoyed uh, season two. I don't know. I really like Agatha. This is another big episode for me. 184 bathroom locks, boys tap and a dance contest. Because that was about my relationship with dancing as a kid. Uh, Valar Morghulis, uh my Life with the Perm, 187. That's another big episode. That would become a, th- a recurring theme. Uh, Plane Ride. That was Andrea G., who still listens to the show at some point. Um, they gave me that idea. Uh, like, uh, interesting. Wow. So, January 2015, uh, Dougie's Kitten Bowl Disaster Dance. That was uh, Eli H., another person who wrote an article about that uh, from. Uh, Touch Arcade, he's a good friend of the show. Uh, then Mother Nature's first visit with Porto or Porto. And let's see, After Glass Slipper, Game of Thrones, uh, 
meditative sleep uh, with songs. Uh, I don't know what season of Game of Thrones we're on here. Two or three. Then the olive breadcrumb pasta with Young Guns, uh, episode 202. Can't believe we've had 300 episodes since this. Like, this really is weird for me. It's like, okay, this feels like uh, 100 years ago and five minutes ago I recorded that episode. Uh, there's a file in here just marked disease, disease, disease. I don't even know what it is. Interesting. Uh, more after the glass slipper, Game of Thrones, uh, taught uh, by two teens and the 51A. I remember that episode because the 51A is the bus I used to ride all the time. Uh, Kanye's laptop. That was, it was December of 2015. Uh, Florida's guided meditation. So this is when my mom was in, like, I was dealing stuff with my mom at some point in here in, uh, spring of 2015. Yeah. Florida sounds, uh, sounds from airplanes. Uh, uh, here's a thing you could record a podcast episode anywhere. March 31st of 2015, that, that episode came out. I recorded it while waiting for flights like with a mic that I would never use it, like uh, with condenser mic, just the mics built into my recorder. Because uh, at this point, like everything was bang, bang, bang. Like, so if this episode came out on a Tuesday, I was probably recording it on a Monday and then just staying up uh, to get it out on a Tuesday or re- recording on a Sunday and staying up or getting up really early before work. Uh, so they would come out like I was literally finishing the episodes like when and then they would come out. And again, it's still uh, it'd be a little while till I got help here with the show. But yeah, I remember recording that episode at the airports, uh, Dallas Airport and uh, Tampa Airport, I believe. Um, what else we got? Uh, that was two years ago, huh? Wow, that's. That feels not that long. I remember getting food with my brother before. Also, that's our first website crash, our big first big website crash. Uh, who was it? Dr. Graham. Let me know about that. I think he was the first person. And I would return our RSS, actually, like our um, podcast host. And before I was managing it through the website, uh, Rains Casimir, that episode came out April 5th, 2015. That was a big GOT episode for me. First Morally Safer episode, April 7th, 2015, 220. Uh, let's see what else. Geese Man of Oak. That was our first appearance by Wilford Brimley. And we're still doing After the Glass Slipper. Uh, Spackle the Elf. That was the second, I think this is the second thing, appearance of Orange Lux. I think also that was the first time I talked about my hobby of listening to Knox, K-O-N-C-K-S, April 21st, 2015, 226. And then we're winding now towards the end of Afterglass Slipper because of feeling in the pit of your lentils. And also season five of Game of Thrones, House of Black and White. Isn't it premiere? So maybe this is like a premiere. Um, then there's a hypnotic sleep is what one episode's titled. It doesn't have a show number or anything. Yeah. High Sparrow. Wow. These episodes, season five, that must've been season five. Uh, what is this one? The cat in the new suit is in a swimsuit from T. Oh, that's from, uh, it's a Sir Pounce one. 
Uh, May 5th, 2015, Pop a Mop and a Candy War. That was another episode that was very, uh, I don't know, that I just really liked. I was really happy with how it turned out and the characters. And so then they ended up becoming a two-parter. Uh, so Keeper of the Candy Mop. Uh, and I think we needed to because we were, we were done with After the Glass Slipper. We didn't have a replacement. Yeah, and then another pitching Tim Curry, then a real-time recipe. So we this was one of these times I was right, trying to write a new episode or a new series. Then Mall Walking, uh, then Game of Thrones, uh, Tsunami Sofa. That was the most personal episode I've ever done. Uh, that was May 26, 2015, 241. So still a long time ago. Right along here is where I started to work, do custom art for each episode, uh, just because, I, I don't know, I like it. I like it. Uh, another good one, uh, swaddling a platypus-build platypus. Uh, so now I can like, hear a ton of people like it. So the show must have grown at some point in here because now uh, these episodes, I can remember talking to different listeners uh, about these episodes. A little water globule trembling with joy. So, yeah, I know there's listeners, if you're hearing this, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is when everybody sent me the tea. So, to June of 2015, right around episode 250, that would be another milestone. Uh, cracker of jokes and cocoa spice and prisoner in the yellow pajamas. And uh, then a comm- Bernie gives a commencement address. That was June 2015. That feels like really like yesterday. Curse Dragon Love Story. And now we're getting to the tail end of this season at Game of Thrones. And then uh, this is when I used uh, 25th, June 25th, uh, case of damnesia and a thesis. I used uh, a thesis someone sent me. Uh, let's see, impeached by the model UN. That feels like it was yesterday. And then our first uh, Lady Witchbeard, I think, is getting ready to kick off. Uh, or as a repeat, uh, remixing, reposting of a trending Twitter Tuesday, 151. Yeah, because we would do Lady Witchbeard would kick off. And Lady Witchbeard, at this point, I was taking things. At some point along in the last year, between 2014 and 2015, I stopped writing screenplays or rewriting. I don't know exactly when that was, but I said, well, like this is podcast. Like I can either do one thing well, like I don't have time. Uh, like before and after work and on the weekends, uh, especially like you have to write every day. So like, I think at some point I was writing, like working on a screenplay in the morning and then the podcast and at night as far as like writing time. Uh, so at some point that changed, uh, so Lady Witcher meant a lot to me and maybe some of these other series. Cause it was like, okay, now this is my full writing focus, uh, is like breathing life into these characters to, to meander around. Uh, like, I can't tell you how te- te- terribly serious I take all the making the show uh, and creating it. Um, so then at some point, J- June of 2015 was when we started Metastas News, uh, 260. And it was Odios Estos Zapatos, uh, Metastasis and Breaking Bad. Oh, no, that was episode three. Language learning and double TV rewatch all in one. And we're still redoing a lot of, um, what do you call it? Uh, a lot of uh, um, napcasts are still going. Um, 
Then a four, this episode got some emails. Fourth uh, of July parade with Ray and the Gregor because there was a sound like uh, sounds from the parade. So that was one of like it wasn't the old, first uh, um, ambient episode I did, but I said okay. After these ambient episodes are divisive, popular but divisive. Uh, and then Lady Witchbeard's episode two, and then Metastas News. This is when the podcast really fell into a groove. Uh, in a good way. Like, I think that I'd finally grown into, like, the process. Up until, like, here I can just feel, like, uh, that it fell into a nice rhythm uh, work-wise, process-wise. So, yeah, we were doing, uh, then the one I did, the journey to an inner ear, and that was because of uh, Justin McElroy had said something nice to me, so I wanted to do something that was kind of nice for them. And Breaking Bad, and we're still doing these. Then uh, regarding algorithmic, what was that? Uh, I think that was one. Um, that that might have been a uh, morally another morally safer episode. And yeah, because then two seventy is another morally safer. Breaking Bad, um, Snowden. So this is still with more morally safer and Snowden. Uh, then, like, uh, gr- grilling with President Gooseberry. I remember, like, uh, then uh, some of these I record. like, this was, like, the first time or this only the second time maybe I was recording away from home. So I remember some of these uh, episodes that came out in August I was recording, uh, like, at, uh, at this cabin uh, in Lake Ontario. Actually, I was recording them outside in a screenhouse. Again, like, uh, it, it, amazing, like, uh, when you have a budget, like, because uh, I'm still doing everything myself at this point. Uh, like, uh, and, and there's still, I think at some point in here, we did do the T-shirts to get new equipment, but I didn't have on-the-road equipment. Uh, so I was, like, uh, recording into a condenser mic, actually, like, uh, on, on the top of my recorder. Uh, but outside with the lake, I, I made it work. You know, you, when you're, uh, that's a wonderful lesson this podcast has taught me. Uh, but then also in here is when I got nervous because the podcast was still not even close to sustainable audience wise. So I decided to try to make this a sleep show because they said, well, maybe I should make a daytime podcast about sleep. Uh, and maybe that'll help the podcast grow. Because at this point, we're in the 200s, right? And and I realized how much work it was. We're almost to episode 300. And uh, I said, geez, I can't keep doing this. So, like, oh, I can't keep, like, there's no, we don't have a big enough audience. And, like, I'm working, whatever, 60, 70 hours a week on the show in addition to my job. What am I going to do? Uh, so one way, and I guess this is another lesson I had to learn. It's like, okay, well, let me try doing another show. Uh, to get the audience. Uh, and it, I guess what I learned in, in all irony was that, oh, wait, our audience is tied to the college schedule. Like, not all our listeners are college students or graduate students or high school students or parents of people in school. But I think when you combine all those things, that is. So when school's out of session, our audience doesn't grow. Like, uh, the rest of the whenever school's in session, our audience is growing. Uh, thus far, knock on wood. Um, so at this point, I didn't have enough experience to say, oh, the reason the show's not growing is because it's summertime. Um, 
So I was trying to wrestle control and force things by doing this sleep show. And it was fun. It was, uh, but it was a force, uh, for the wrong reason. It wasn't a creative reason or, and it would teach me another important lesson, which was, uh, at some point I was critically burned out, uh, making four shows a week now instead of just three, uh, one of which was supposed to be about sleep. And, and, you know, that's pretty ironic when you're making a sleep podcast and you're not getting any. So he said to myself, what am I doing? The podcast is going to suffer and I have this wonderful audience and things are working. They're just not sustainable yet. Can it be patient? And I said, it, like, it just said, what do I do best? I make the podcast to put people to sleep the best. So let's focus on that. And that's carried me through. Like at that point, it became a formal mission statement. I make the podcast to put you to sleep. Uh, before that, it was uh, what I said, but I didn't really know it was a mission statement. So now any decisions I make with the podcast, I say, is this going to help me keep making the podcast that puts people to sleep instead of saying, is this going to bring me certainty or I'm nervous or I don't know how to say, okay, is it going to help us keep making the podcast that puts people to sleep? And sometimes, you know, not everybody's happy about those decisions, but that's how I process everything. Like, uh, oh, yeah, this partnership will help us keep making it because it's going to help us hire an editor. Or our most recent decision is like, okay, the, like with Farrell, it's going to help us. They share goal of uh, non-paywalled archives. So, and that's what I want. That's going to help the podcast that puts people to sleep or finding these sponsors or sp- some sponsors that have come to the show and the price that, well, that, that, that's a lot of money, but that product, uh, like that just like, uh, no, that won't work. Uh, so it's like, oh, is that going to help us keep making? That's the thing, not the next episode, but continue to make the podcast. It puts people to sleep. So that's a lesson I learned here, August, 20, 2015, uh, by making this sleep show that almost ended the whole podcast. Uh, and it would come, like things would come out of this because then at some point I said, okay, I got to stop uh, uh, doing that. And uh, it would lead to me, like months later, uh, well, first, not, not that much longer, paying Chris Postal out of my pocket. And then, like, in maybe in October, November. And then, uh, and then eventually starting the Patreon, which it pay, has paid the. Uh, editors ever since like the third or fourth month of the patreon we had enough money to pay the editors and then it's helped to keep us uh or well yeah like at some point i mean i don't even know when this comes out if i'll start taking a small paycheck for the pay from the patreon or not but yeah so like like october but it, like having an emergency fund that's what i was about to say like uh so it's not just like oh we're just going to pay the editors and and then i'll take the rest it's like okay and then there's an emergency fund uh, so we can pay the editors because uh, without editing help at this point, I don't know, you know. So it's a, just like, again, it goes through that channel of is that what's going to help us instead of like what's easiest or it's like, okay, what's going to help sustain this show? Okay, so we're still in Lady Witchbeard. We're at episode 15 and we're doing Metastas News. And then we had another fun thing with uh, Harpsichord Dictator and Emperor Zola, like this Halloween-themed series. This is Halloween of 2015 for a few months uh, with my piano teacher and Drake and Mumblebear. And uh, who said, uh, 
Dave, Dave, uh, Dave Osborne, Super Dave Osborne. Uh, let's see. And then, uh, we finished up, uh, Lady Witchbeard. Then we had to 310. We did How to Break a Story. I mean, what's crazy to me is that it was 310. Like now we're at five, we're over 500. I've recorded over 500 episodes. So it's like, uh, you're telling me that was, uh, and that was a year, like over a year ago, 2015. Now it's 2017. Yeah. So then, uh, call me Boris. That was a good, with the pillows. I can't believe that was over a year ago. Uh, we ran a repeat, uh, then there's the Shia LaBeouf thing. Uh, then we getting ready to kick off Roberta Kloss and Roberta Kloss is when Chris Postal started editing. So uh, he was editing these before they came out so they could do, you know, we, we could learn how to do it. But, uh, then I, the Dickens fair and these Claude Neon report episodes and other Thanksgiving day parade with uh, Gregor and Ray, uh, flaky and lights on a lake. So now we're getting close to under a year. Like a lot of holiday themed stuff, which this year I like had less of, and I'm always like torn of what to do. But I guess I like watching Halloween, like Halloween and Christmas and uh, type stuff. Uh, let's see. Then we kick off. Let's see where we kick off. Get SO season two. Oh, protector of Oakland Stone Fruit. That was three forty one. That was another important. I liked that episode. Uh, Bernie the Butterfly Dust Mode Singularity. That was another good one. Uh, selling elements of style. That was the first Skip Essos, uh, episode. Explainers of Catan, Nax Knight. That was, uh, Nax Knight was another one. I was really happy with the end of that episode. And then we're like under a year. So yet a year ago, we started the Patreon and started paying, like, uh, and the past year has been, uh, a busy, busy year. Let's see, Blame It on the Bile, my interview with Spleen. Then we run through Get Bessos, uh, Robber Barons and Doilies. Uh, that was in May. Another uh, Morley episode, Ghost Belts, and then Morley would pass away not that long after, which is sad. Adventures in Babysitting, that was another pitching episode. I liked that one. Uh, Who's the Dummy, Ventriloquist Dummy one. That one uh, is at, like at some point here soon we'll have a... Revisiting to that, Mr. T and me, that was a pretty, I liked that one. Ray returned to go to California Adventure, was still going through some Get Bessos episodes and Metastas News, Imaginary Friend Reunion, that was a, I liked that one. Yeah, somewhere along here, is this last year? Yeah, like, uh, April of 2016, when my aunt passed away, I was in Syracuse for that. Real-time recipe, uh, Joy of Dance edition. Wow, that was a year, well, uh, 10 months ago. Yeah, Erie Canal Museum, an episode I recorded on a plane, Scoots and Ray on a plane. Uh, Birdbath, 395, that was a high, that's probably still like a very high, high point for the podcast artistically. I don't know if we've hit it hit it that high again. I don't know. There might be something recent. I've been like pretty happy, but that's probably like one of the happiest moments. That and water like where I was just like, yeah, I love making this podcast. Um, so that was May thirty first, twenty sixteen. We're still in Get Bessos. Uh, 
20 episodes. Uh, pool pa- pill pitch from Moranis. Uh, so now we're under a year where it, when we hit 400 in the so like early, late spring, early summer, Scooter versus Messi bore down. And we're in season six of GOT. Uh, sidekick lover. I don't remember what that one was. Uh, Mirror Maze Metaphor. Get Besso season finale. Uh, yeah, get, there's the uh, season six finale of GOT. Oh, so we must have paused. Uh, uh, did we pause uh, Metastas News for 10 weeks or something? Yeah, I can kind of remember the planning of this got complicated. Get Besso season in review. Then a check in on Tom and a 412, a season six recap of GOT. Uh, then I took a week. I think I just did a week of uh, recaps of Tom and Pounce's adventures just to buy me a week buffer. Uh, I don't think I took a week off. I mean, I was out of town for two weeks, uh, but there's always like, like if I'm running recaps, I'm almost always working uh, because like uh, at this point we have a couple week buffer just in case something goes wrong with the show or if I want to take a break, but I, I prefer to keep these muscles in shape still. Uh, then at some point the listeners had sent me a quilt. I think that was earlier, but then I, the episodes started to get released. Uh, like I didn't know I had recorded that one of the episodes a while before, but I was holding him, I think until uh, Get Bessos was done. And then we had our first Carol King episode, which, wow, I can remember listening to that, going to have lunch with uh, Blake that makes a half-hour intern. Let's see what else. Uh, known Mower. So now we're into the last summer, Train Carousel on location. That one I did, it came out in August. I think I did it, uh, made that episode in May, recorded it, whatever the holiday is in May. Said Labor Day or Memorial Day? Memorial Day. I think Sunday of Memorial Day weekend I recorded that. Uh, then the Dream Quilt conclusion. Then kind of taught introvert on vacation. I don't know when I was on vacation, but uh, this when the episode came out. Oh, I think this is what I did. I did like I stretched. I don't know. I tried to stagger some time off because uh, there's a, my life with a perm recap. Uh Leaf losses, uh, Olympics opening ceremonies, Club Senseless, a new pilot series episode. What does that mean? Oh, there's no, no, Nuns in Space, the first episode. August, wow, August 18th. That's when the first episode came out. And we're still doing Metastas News. Date Moi, that came out 427. Can't believe I've made like almost 100 episodes since then. And then we had Nuns in Space, a half-hour intern crossover episode, uh, Dirt Bike Poets, real-time bed assembly, uh, Dirty Dollhouse that I made for Helen Zaltzman, uh, Dirty Doormat, Ray Caribbean Beach Resorts, uh, Nuns in Space, Lost Village, I did that for KDFC. Most of these I just did, like I told the person, like uh, I didn't do it, any, like uh, that's like uh, the radio station I fall asleep to. My Life with a Perm, Carol King crossover, Nuns in Space 8, and I'm the last 50 episodes, uh, Bernie the Butterfly debating with me about geese, Nuns in Space, Cardiff Giant Toe, then when I was going on Harmontown I was pretty nervous about that, but I did that episode about... Uh, Using Dan's Harmon's story structure for feeling nothing. 
another good date moi one a great pumpkin review sylvan beach stroll i liked that episode uh, nun's opinions knack controversy dirty sweater dance uh, burbank hollywood piano that was from that was on location from a hotel room uh, kissed a brook ray universal studios uh and then uh, Christmas, and then the holiday stuff. Christmas tree that took a walk. That was a pretty good episode. It turned out well. Replay like a, a Thanksgiving Day replay recap. Uh, Laurel and Hardy's March of the Wooden Soldiers. Real time stuffing and mashed potatoes. Christmas story tell the tape. That was a fun one to make too. Uh, then the Dickens Hair episodes. That was those were a little bit tougher. Um, and then uh, TNG kicked off. Oh, January. So, yeah, now we're this year, January 1st, 2017, 479, Darmok. And I got Brainbot Entertainer of the Year, January 3rd, 2017, 480. Uh, Nuns in Space was coming to a close. Then uh, Farpoint, then Tesla haircut, and then a review of Nuns in Space. And then uh, Superdoll Stories kicked off, and, I mean, that pretty much brings us back to where we are. And, again, you know, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I mean, uh, I think that was a pretty sleepy walk down memory lane, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, like, uh, I'm exhausted just going back there. So thank you so much. I couldn't do it with, like, uh, if you weren't listening and sleeping to the podcast, I wouldn't make it. Uh, it didn't help people. Uh, you know, I would have just cut it back or something, or, or it wouldn't be what it is today. The evolution of the podcast is because of you, and uh, the things that keep it going is because of you, the listener. And I respect and treasure the relationship I have uh, with all of you. And I'm so humbled uh, that you listen and sleep to something that I make. Thank you so much, and good night. All right, hey everybody, it's uh, Scoots here, and it's uh, this is a, I guess it's going to be a kind of Tuesday meandering style episode. I don't know where this is going to go, uh, but this is an episode to uh, sleepily celebrate 700 episodes. And I don't know if this will come out on episode 700 or when it'll come out. It's August 2nd when I'm recording this. Uh, and usually I record a little bit further out, but it looks like we'll hit that number in the next few weeks. Uh, so I said, let's get a 700 episode uh, out. And we'll take a meandering retrospective. I think the last time we did this was episode 500, though it may have been episode 600. But I think 600, we were just chugging along, and we went from 500 to 700. But I'm not exactly sure about that. Yeah, but over, up front, I just want to thank you. Uh, for If you're asleep, that's great. I'm here. Let me tuck in a little bit and uh, and just enjoy your sleepy breathing there. Uh, but if you're a regular listener and you're listening to this during the day or you're still up, thank you so much for just listening to the show. If you're listening to the show and, and uh, you've given it a shot, I really, really appreciate your time and uh, you taking the leap of uh, faith or, or just a need to, to give the show, you know, to say, let me listen to this and then to stick with it. Uh, because the podcast is a bit different, um, and say, oh, this does help uh, put me to sleep or soothe me, or for those of you uh, to keep you company in the deep, dark night, or those of you that do daytime listening for cooling out or just relaxation or background noise, uh, uh, thank you. So I want to thank you uh, for listening. 
I want to thank you for your commitment to me. Uh, those of you that have gone beyond listening and interacted with me, told, shared your stories with me, supported me with your words. And most of, and the huge thing is just sharing the show by word of mouth. Uh, you really, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, your show has grown uh, because of you, and you probably helped someone else uh, fall asleep, and uh, you've helped me keep going, and you've uh, really validated the hard work I pour into the show uh, by telling me the impact you have on the show or sharing the show or just being kind. The kindnesses and encouragement are such a powerful things, especially that encouragement, uh, and I've learned so much, uh, so I want to thank you for that. Uh, and uh, so those of you that have interacted with me or just spread the word about the show silently, I know you're out there. Like, uh, you don't have to let me know. I, I'm still grateful and thank you. Uh, so thank you for that. And then I want to thank all of you that have supported the show financially. Uh, those of you that have uh, purchased things from sponsors, uh, supported the show like uh, on a one-time thing. And particularly in those of you that support the show on a regular, ongoing, monthly basis, uh, you, you, you like the show would, I say this, but it's true. It wouldn't exist without you. I'm so grateful, uh, because my ability to make the show, uh, it comes from you and to sustain the show and that you've taken that, that step and saying, well, I get something out of this. Let me support it, uh. Not only does it mean a lot to me, it really means the existence of the podcast. Uh, so uh, Sleep With Me in its current state over the past uh, three years now, I think uh, it would have stopped. Uh, and uh, without the people be supporting the show on a regular basis, and those who support the sponsors are a huge help too. Because uh, Casper and, and uh, Brooklyn are with us on a regular basis, and, and Sleep Phones is a little bit different, but commission thing, but it still uh, is, is a big help. Uh, that's what keeps the show and it covered. So thank you for taking that big, rare action step of uh, validating uh, that the podcast has concrete value to you, and I hope uh, you, you, you you do feel really special and good about it because you you should. And when you're taking that step, there is no small step uh, because it is like uh, the, the, the percentage of you that do that are, are giants in my book. So thank you for that. Uh, and everyone, again, to circle back, though, thank you for this opportunity. I've learned so much uh, and I've heard so many stories and I've been able to be of service and take something that I enjoy doing and to help people that are in a situation that I really can relate to. And I really stress that on a show. It's like, you deserve a good night's sleep, and this is a way I think I can help uh, by distracting you with stories. And so you're really giving me an ch- opportunity to uh, really explore things. So, so, so what I propose to do uh, is just I'm going to just go into uh, uh, Radio Public because they have a nice way of listing the show all in a row. Uh, and then I'm going to just run, I'm going to scroll back. I'm going to pause it here. I'll go back to episode 501. It's just like the blue jeans and we'll start there. Okay. So looking back here and looking at the 499, 500, 501 and 502 episodes. And that is a good place to check out if you're new. 499 was the first episode of season two of, uh, Superdoll. 
And that was a pretty creative high point. Then 500 is a TNG episode. That was fun. 501 is a very, very personal episode. So if you want to know more about me and my journey, uh, that's probably a good episode to check out. And then uh, 502 is our lulling retrospective of the first 500 episodes, uh, which maybe I'll run that for Labor Day instead of uh, the... Uh, Maybe, I don't know. I guess I'll have to look at when we're going to hit episode five, uh, 500 or six, 700. So that starts with our review here. So f- episode 503 was family at uh, the Picard edition. I broke the Star Trek, the next generation episode into, uh, uh, it was such a dense episode about family, about Picard's family and Worf's family, uh, that I did, uh, that I broke it into two episodes. Then, uh, Phil Fushigi, Riven Teen, was a, a kind of a tribute episode I did for my brother, my brother, and me, just because I love those guys and I love that podcast. And they really are as wonderful people uh, and as funny as they sound like on the show, uh, those three brothers, uh, uh, those goofs. Uh, uh, so th- that was a fun episode to do because that was a 2017, I think, was uh I think it was uh, Justin wanted to be the Riventine, 20 Riventine. But I can't remember what they ended up, uh, and I don't know, how did they end up? I think they were talking about Fushigi balls. So that was that. Then Project Platypus was another uh, Superdoll Stories. And Superdoll Stories was, uh, the first half of the season was like a look back at uh, kind of the origin stories of... uh, some of the Superdoll characters, and which was a team of superheroes uh, just sitting around. That was the initial season one early on in the history of the podcast. Uh, a team of superheroes sitting around waiting uh, to something. Uh, then there's an ad for Tripod, which was a March 2017, a kind of way to try to get more people to uh, listen to podcasts. Uh, then we had Worf's Family Edition. Uh, episode 506 episode 507 was a crossover tribute uh, to rob has a podcast my uh actually the only podcast i listen to about tv reality tv about a uh, tv show survivor and again rob just like the person he's just a really great guy and a really really enjoyable podcast uh and again another podcast uh, similar to my brother my brother and me night vale uh, a lot of other podcasts I love is like uh, that a podcast uh, done well can be about uh, whatever you want it to be, but can actually serve people that uh, mainstream uh, something they can go really deep. I think John Green said that once on a panel. I happened he was lucky enough to be on him with uh, it can go deep instead of wide, and I think Rob's particularly good at that. Uh, then we had the Siren and the Professor, another Superdoll story. Um, I don't know whose story that was. The Siren and the Professor. Oh, I think that was, uh, hmm, I don't know. Been a while. Uh, then the Inner Light was uh, one of the biggest and most beloved uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episodes. Uh, and Lauren, uh, from criminal podcast recommended that one to me along with a lot of other people. Uh, so it was a real fun episode to do. 
Uh, then 510 was Lorna Dunes, which is weird because they just performed this as a live show, uh, like a live version of it. Uh, that was a trending Carol King episode. Might have, I don't think it was the first one, but it was, uh, you know, an on and off uh, thing we do. So that was Lorna Dunes. Uh, then Goldbug was another Superdoll story. Not sure, again, what uh, <laughs> I guess it's been a while since I've recorded those ones. Uh, then a sleep, sleep with T&G episode, uh, Hide and Q. I always love the episodes with Q. John Delancey's brilliant. Uh, so that was cool. Then uh, 513 Under the Orlando Eye. That was a, like an on-location episode from the Orlando Eye, a big uh, Ferris wheel in Orlando on a kind of rainy, misty day. And it was on that with my brother and my mom. And that was really fun. And it was fun to be able to to, uh, to get permission to do that. I was like, holy cow, I'm really lucky. Uh, then 514, we had a Boastmaster, which is another Super, Super Doll story. I have a feeling that was whoever the rival was, Boastmaster. Uh, then 515 Data's Day, another really fun episode. I think there's even a comic about Data's Day. Uh, 516 was Gaga and the Nightbirds, which was uh, which was uh, my uh, fictionalized version of Lady Gaga's uh, Super Bowl halftime performance. So that was cool. Then uh, we did uh, we had Goonies Week, which was. Uh, uh, something we really, I don't know if we've done anything like that again, uh, but we had three Goonies-themed episodes in a row. Good Enough to Save Earth, that was a Superdoll story, um, I think with like a Goonies, Goonies undertones. Uh, then we had my Tales of the Tape and my Memories of Goonie, Goonies the movie, trying to remember the plot, which I think not all, long after that I went to the movie theater and saw it, uh, like a double feature and then we did a live unboxing of uh, the Goonies game, which came in like one of the DVD uh, editions somebody gave me as a gift. Uh, then we did, so this must have been a break from TNG, a little short little break. Then we did Quit Running, another Superdoll story. Uh, then A View to a Kitten, a tale of a tape of a James, about a James Bond movie that I liked. Uh, uh, then another semi, like an on-location episode from Sea Life Orlando. Faux Cousteau visits Sea Life Orlando. I like that rhyme, Scoots. And so that was a fun little episode uh, that we did in uh, a cool aquarium, which gave me a lot of material. Uh, then in Soft Scripted Heroes, another Superdoll Stories episode. Um and then uh, Back to the Future Tale of the Tape, which I definitely didn't remember Back to the Future at all correctly. Uh, then 525 was Spruce Museum, another really personal uh, fan fantasy, but also personal episode. Another kind of creative uh, strong point for the show, which was based on, like, I like to make, uh, sometimes when I'd play fantasy play outside at my, in my yard, I guess particularly after I'd been to a museum, I'd make my own museums uh, out in the yard uh, for fun. So it's kind of based on that type of play you do as a kid or as an adult or that people get to do it as jobs, which is amazing. Uh, then we did a review of Superdoll. I think I, was, I wanted to do it in a sauna, 
but I ended up having to do it in a hotel room where I was waiting for a sauna to warm up. But I, yeah, I definitely did this from a hotel room. I can picture the hotel room. And with Superdoll, I think I probably talked about this in the review. That's episode 526 is like, uh, it was a harder series to do because there were so many characters that I said, oh, like the first half of the season we did their backstories, so it was concentrating on one character. Yeah, but that was our early series, and I said, I don't know how well this translates to sleep, the Sleep Podcast with that many characters. Uh, but I did find it an enjoyable season, uh, especially with their backstories. It was just when we got to the present day. It was a little bit harder because I said, well, I don't know. It's just hard to switch from all these different perspectives. Uh, it must have been halfway through the season, though, uh, because I see some more Super Dolls uh, coming up here. Um, maybe that was the season one review. I don't know. That's interesting. Then 527, A Matter of Time, another good Star Trek Next Generation episode. 528 was Ray, beloved character, and my neighbor visiting the uh, Universal Studios tour. Uh, 529 was Hydrox, Enneagrams, and uh, Dumplings. That was another Superdoll review, I think, because uh, it's talking about uh, the Enneagram, which I used a lot. Uh, or Enneagram. Enneagram. Huh, that's interesting because there's three reviews of Superdoll. Uh, or maybe that was the Superdoll season. Uh, then uh, Cause and Effect, uh, which was uh, a uh, TNG episode. Then Water Table, Florida Water Table from PodFest, or about PodFest, which is a, a podcast conference in Florida and Orlando uh, that I'd gone to in February. And uh, really, Chris K and Katie K. And I got to meet some wonderful people. Uh, Jessica and, and Diane and, and and make a lot of good friends. Uh, Jonathan, uh, Shell, Shell, so many people, so many great people. Uh, it, it, it was just a cool, uh, it was a cool conference. It was really outside of my comfort zone. And everybody made me feel welcome there. So I did an episode like based on the business cards I got while I was there. Uh, then five thirty two control over your soup. That's another super doll review. So maybe I did like a real, I think I was reading right through the notes. So it was a really dense, maybe a uh, review. Uh, then we did the per- perfect mate, uh, which was a sleep with TNG episode. Uh, that was a really good one. Uh, it was one of my favorite episodes. Uh, really good, really, really great episode. Uh, check it out if you haven't already. It was the episode of TNG, not my episode about it. Uh, then we had a walking, imaginary walking tour of the La Brea Tar Pits, which I had recorded right after I'd been there in a closet in an Airbnb. Uh, then in Endless Introduction, I don't think this is our first Endless Introduction, though it may have been like intro after intro after intro after intro. And those have turned out to be pretty popular. I do it when during holidays and then... Uh, I think $10 and our patrons get two all-intro episodes a month, so really cool. But I know a lot of people are big fans of the intro. Uh, then 536, Measure of a Man, that's from uh, Sleep with TNG. That's a really classic uh, database episode. 
salad in real time. That was a real time recipe episode about sal- making salads. Uh, and then this was a new series, uh, Big Farm in the Sky, Private Eye. This was a series I really, really enjoyed uh, making about uh, someone that went to the Big Farm in the Sky and became a private eye when, when they got there. And they, he got help from someone back and not in the Big Farm in the Sky, his uh, niece and her best friend. And uh, the niece and the best friend were, were kind of tribute to... Uh, uh, George and Karen from MFM podcast, who have always been big supporters of Sleep With Me. Uh, then 539, we did the game, another fun uh, episode because it has some action in Risa from Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, then an on-location episode, uh, Dusk featuring Slurp and DJ Echo Bass. And that was a fun one. I don't know when I recorded that, maybe in February 2017. Yeah, but that was a cool episode. Yeah, because I think it was there twice in February, in uh, 2017 in February. And uh, it was a fun episode to make. And uh, we we don't release publicly on location episodes anymore uh, with the ambient noise. But they are like, if you ever look at our Patreon goals, they do get released based on uh, how many patrons we hit and stuff. a uh, case of the missing moose uh, from Big Farm PI. That was a good fun episode. That was his uh, second case. Uh, and then another Q episode, Deja Q with Sleep with TNG. Good, good classic, I would say. Uh, then episode 453, Daydream to Believe in. Uh, I don't know what this episode is. Uh, I think it must be a trending Tuesday style episode. Um, is that? Oh, no. Okay. Now I'm starting to remember. I think this is the one where I'm thinking, yeah, it's like based on my walk to work. Um, and uh, like I was daydreaming. Yeah. And I ran it like uh, where my walk to work, uh, uh, where I get fully immersed in the uh, in the daydream. Then 544 was Yellow Snow Mystery, which was a big farm in the sky, P.I. episode. And that, like, that was a really enjoyable one. I really had a lot of fun with the big farm in the sky, P.I. episodes. I'm sure it'll come back at some point uh, soon, though I don't have a date on that. Um, but uh, that one was just t- taking these ideas of, like, what would a mystery be? If it was a sleepy bedtime story and it occurred, uh, you know, after someone made their way to the big farm in the sky. Uh, then we have the offspring, another data centric uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episode, another really uh, heartfelt one. Uh, bored Chromeless, uh, trending Tuesday style episode. I don't know what this one's about. Uh, uh, as we hear some history about salons, uh, so I don't know what happens in that episode. I mean, I'm just guessing that it was like, uh, like one of those seminar episodes where they like, uh, you would rent the podcast out to the boredom seminar people. Uh, then another one, missing music box, big farm PI, where they were looking for a music box. And that was a two-parter. Uh, cause G, uh, the niece based in Georgia was, uh, 
tribute to is it was uh, missing her music box. Uh, and it was like, is the music box in this world, the earth world, or the uh, big farm world? Uh, the next phase, I'm trying to think what the next phase was, Sleep with TNG. And I can't think of it. It sounds like it, uh, oh, is that one uh, with, uh, I think it was the one with Jordy and, um, let me see if I could uh, open it in a new tab here. Because uh, uh, I think it was with uh, Jordy and uh, Roe. Ensign Row, that and uh, yeah, they become they get phased out and then phased back in. At five forty nine, Bernie the Butterfly came by the podcast to talk about five seconds of summer swag. And I can remember being in my car and parking at work and maybe listening to the first cut of this uh, and uh, trying to figure out uh, in looking up trying to look up swag about five seconds of summer. But Bernie the Butterfly is like a grouchy butterfly that comes by sometimes. And, uh, he, you know, he really uh, loves five seconds this summer. Yeah, 550 was Sleepy Seahorse Cove, which was, again, uh, the conclusion of the missing music box. Uh, and uh, G, uh, or maybe it's DK's missing music box. I actually don't know whose music box was missing. Uh, but we're coming up on my favorite episode of uh, Big Farm P.I. Uh, 551 Imaginary Friend. Wow, that was June 18th, 2017. Doesn't feel that long ago. But, man, yeah, we've been through a lot since uh, June 20th. Uh, but so that was a fun episode about an imaginary friend. Uh, Star Trek, this is TNG. And then 552 was slowly flying through the fearless flyer where we read through a fearless flyer, I guess it's probably for spring or winter of 2017. We don't do those anymore except on Patreon just cause, uh, it's a free advertising for somebody. Yeah, and they figured, well, uh, it, it, but those are really fun episodes. Uh, and you could check our goals out and see. Now this was one of my favorites, uh, five the dog that chased the moon. It uh, was a dog that just uh, was at the big farm in the sky, but just kept trying to chase the moon. And that was the kind of, I guess the mystery was, uh, I don't know what the mystery was, why, why or how to stop. I think the mystery was, can you get this dog to stop chasing the moon? It may be part, you know, always part of it is why is the dog chasing the moon? Uh, and then, yeah, it was a spoiler. And then it was like, can we get the dog to the moon? And I think it all, of course, got all got resolved and tied up in a bow. It's funny looking at all the episode links because everything is like over an hour, which is like, I think the sweet spot, one hour and one minute or like uh, somewhere in there. You know, though we can't always hit that. Uh, then Rascals, that was a fun TNG episode. Uh, Blue Light Special, that was a, a look back and another adventure with my good friend uh, Morley Safer who uh, occasionally we had adventures with. This is a you know, look back at an adventure with Morley, uh, who, uh, you know, is in the reporting from the big farm now. And it had to do with missing, I guess it was another mystery, but not a, a big farm mystery. It's like the blue lights from Kmart. Uh, we were investigating that, uh, missing blue lights from Kmart's. 
then another big farm uh, waiting for Steve Jobs, uh, which was a fun episode, too. It was like about uh, for people that are fans of iOS Apple products. Uh, there was like different places in the big farm for them to live, you know, depending on what iteration, you know, were they like the uh, Candy Mac people, uh, the more uh, a gleaming white Mac or more of the chrome uh whatever metal type silver, uh, you know, space gray. I don't know if we had a space gray back then, but that was a cool, fun episode to do. Uh, then we did elementary deer data, which was another, that's a fun episode. Then for the 4th of July, we had an intro, all intro episodes. It's just like this year. And for July 6th, uh, so I could take a little time off, uh, was another intro episode. Cause it's like, a. Other than Thanksgiving and the holidays, uh, New Year and uh, Christmas holidays is the slowest uh, time of the year for listening. But I still want to have stuff out, you know, for everybody. Uh, then we did the TNG episode Tapestry, uh, which I think is another, I guess I get that and Perfect Mate mixed up. Uh, when I think about Tapestry, I think about Perfect Mate and then I think about the Perfect Mate uh for my ears, which is Carol King. Well, let's see what that is about. Oh, Jean-Luc, uh, oh, this is when he goes back to his childhood, uh, or to his time at the Academy. So that was a decent episode. Uh, I guess the tapestry of our, our lives. Then, uh, 561 was the conclusion of the blue light adventure with Morley distilled blue light blues. Uh, which was a, a good, you know, solve a case with mystery. Uh, then it was a 562, uh, Curse of the Cursing Notebooks. Uh, that was a big farm in the sky adventure that had some personal uh, personal uh, connections uh, to notebooks and kind of attempt at a personal healing journey. So I liked that one. Uh, then 563 was a Game of Thrones season six recap. I think like getting ready for the kickoff of Game of Thrones. Uh, so I think what happened with that one was uh, that was a new episode that actually ran through Game of Thrones. Uh, let me just see, though. Let me take a look. I don't know if it was a repeat or a new episode. Oh, yeah, and that had a very popular, the Glee Duster is the intro for that one. That's a very popular intro. Uh, 564, Sands Day at the Beach. That was a Trending Tuesday episode. And the uh, that was a that was a memorable one. It was just a, a picture of uh, people getting ready to, get, like a uh, uncle and his nieces and nephews getting ready to spend the day at the beach from a view of a grain of sand. So that was a fun one to make. Uh, then Callie and the Clones, uh, that was a big farm episode, uh, which was a really enjoyable uh, episode that I kind of barely remember. Then we kicked off uh, season uh, seven of uh, GOT and uh, with Dragonstone. I think I recorded that on, like, uh, on the road. I mean, I remember watching the episode twice on the road. And I was excited for that season to kick off. I mean, you know, we're waiting for the next one. I think it comes out next year. Uh, then we had uh, My Life with HBO, which was a look back at uh, like like HBO's impact on me. 
and me looking through uh, TV, like TV guides from that period to see what was on HBO that I might have watched uh, as a kid. Uh, this was another big, good, big, big farm episode, uh, the case of the outshining crown, uh, which is, you know, who's going to be, be, be wear the brightest crowns and, and think about that. And really kind of a journey starting with the big farm into like these more uh, archetypal childlike uh, ideas, like maybe not based on anything but based on these childhood concepts of like, oh, well, once there was a king who wanted to wear the brightest crown or once there was a queen that wanted the shiniest crown. Uh, then there was Stormborn. That was another GOT episode. Uh, then another on location episode, Lake Ontario. Can I call you Terry? And I can remember this night. Like I was literally uh, lying in a beach chair on this rocky beach of on Lake Ontario at night. It was very, very windy and very, very wavy, way more than comes across in the recording. I don't know how, like, I remember recording it. And it was like an ode to Lake Ontario, that uh, my favorite, the greatest of the Great Lakes and of lakes, period. No offense, other lakes. It was really a love song. And uh, I was like, is this even get? Is this even going to be, when I was recording it, I was really all in due to, to these odes to Terry. And uh, I was like, is this going to be a usable recording? And it did work out like it, it was usable. Looks like we have two episodes, 570s in here. So I'll have to fix that. But uh, 570 is a Rumble Tummy Bird, another big farm episode, a fun one. Uh, 572, The Queen's Justice. This is a good Khaleesi episode. Uh uh, then episode, I don't know what it is, Bus Rides with Scooter. I remember one bus ride episode from a while ago, but that's not this one. So let's see what I wrote in the thing. Also says is the wheels in the bus go round and round. So I actually don't know what that episode is about at all. Uh, I mean, because maybe I talked about the 51A. I don't know if I talked about other bus rides I'd been on because it says Bus Rides with Scooter. Because I know I had an original series I was thinking about doing, Tales from the 51A. But then I thought, people don't want to go on the bus to end up on a sleep podcast. So let's keep any bus things uh, personalized or imaginary. Uh, then I think of really uh, closed bo- open books, uh, which is a bo- like a mystery about a book or books, uh, Big Farm P.I., and it was the final episode, and one I, I enjoyed making very much. Uh, then the Spoils of War, which is another Game of Thrones episode. Uh, Post Khaleesi, uh, Jamie's in that. One. I think that was one with uh, J- yeah, Jamie. That was a good cliffhanger between the Queen's Justice and the Spoils of War. Yeah, then 576 was a, a crossover I did with a Meditation Minis podcast, a Shell, which was the idea of a chair there to comfort you, whether you're flying or you're going to have your teeth looked at, uh, that a chair will be there to keep you company. Uh, 577 was a review, a lulling overview of Big Farm P.I., uh, 578 was Eastwatch, a Game of Drones episode, Game of Thrones drones. Uh, and he, that was a mem- I'm trying to remember uh, that episode. Uh, 
East Watch by the Sea, they call it. Uh, then there was Desert Island Cereal, which was where I had an adventure with uh, Boo Berry, Count Chocula, and Frankenberry. Though I think, yeah, even in that one, I quibbled. How come Count Chocula, how come the other two are, you know, are those two related, Boo Berry and Frankenberry? And I know that at least around Halloween, that cereal gets re-released now that someone bought the rights to it. So keep an eye out for it. I don't think I've bought it, uh, but, you know, I'd like to. Uh, and I should probably should get some shirts with those characters on there. Uh, then we had a big one, a big return for a lot of the hardcore fans of the show. Uh, was a return to Agatha and after the glass, a slipper. Uh, and this was our first season three of anything, I think. I'm pretty sure this is our first season three. And really, a, a show I worked very, very hard on, a series I really d- delved into uh, with the lessons I had learned from the last two, were these serial series, uh, even if you never hear them, I think will put you to sleep uh, for some people. I mean, I believe all the podcast episodes, it's like the work that goes into it is what really results in people being able to sleep. But uh, those ones that really dived into like uh, uh, fairy tales and myths and stuff uh, to give the give it some uh, uh, to give to give it some support each story, and it was based on Agatha and uh, I think her co-teacher who may have been Penelope. I don't I can't remember who her co-teacher was, uh, but that uh, they were teaching the, the 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 children of this new kingdom they lived in. Uh, who were, uh, some had a, a background from the, the fairy world and some had a background from the human world. And they were trying to create a, a class, uh, about respecting the myths of the fairy people, uh, because they had lost, you know, because of everything in Cinderella is still the great leader, but because the fairy, like, uh, their kingdom had been lost, uh, uh, Five eighty one, great episode of Game of, Game of Thrones, uh, the, the show Thrones, uh, Beyond the Wall, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Tale of the Tape. I really had a hard time remembering the plot of this, and uh, it was uh, that was one of the tougher tales of the tape. I said, "How does my brain not remember Pee Wee's Big Adventure?" Uh, then we had Clam King and the Seasons, which is a tale of Clam King and Manella, uh, which is, as someone pointed out recently, uh, they were listening and said, is this about Persephone? And I said, yeah, it's pretty much based on the tale of Persephone. I think that's who it's based on. Uh, I'd have to look at my notes. Uh, uh, then we had 584, The Wolf and the Dragon. That's when the Khaleesi and uh, Jon Snow... Uh, uh, I think, uh, connect, oh, no, wait, yeah, I guess that's when they finally connect, and, uh, <laughs> Tyrion's just standing out there, which was, uh, interesting, uh, and that was the end of that season, which was saying, man, I can't believe that season came to a close, uh, but I guess it was like a kind of two-part that'll close with the last few episodes of Game of Thrones. Then we got to walk around Disneyland with my neighbor Ray, which is always a joy, uh, 586 was, uh, Damag and Jalid, uh, which was, uh, it could kind of like a, uh, 
meta meta. It was like about uh, the first Star Trek The Next Generation episode we, we did, which was about, uh, uh, I'd have to think, uh, I can't remember the, the words uh, they used. Uh, and then about uh, Beowulf. And, and uh, anyway, just like a lot of myth on top of myth on top of myth. Yeah, then we had uh, Game of Thrones Season 7 recap. Uh, and if you don't listen to Game of Thrones episodes, I, I strongly suggest checking them out. They're, they're a lot longer. And they have uh, the coverage of the episode, then the coverage of the facts of the episode. Then they have Tom and Pounce, and then they have uh, uh, Prayers to the Old Gods and the New. So really, uh, really long and uh uh, I don't know, uh, different episodes and we make uh, labor-intensive for sure. Uh, 588 was Kayak Cruise. It might have been our last uh, on-location episode, though we'll find out. Maybe there were some one or two others. Um, yeah, I think maybe there's one or two others, but that was an episode I recorded in a kayak. Uh, and again, it's just like uh, the on-location episodes are a bit labor-intensive, uh, to uh, support just uh, for, for the free podcast. Uh, but uh, those are fun ones, and that was a fun one. I was in a kayak looking for uh, great blue herons. Uh, 589, Girl Without Bird Song. So that was an After the Glass Slipper episode. One of my episodes, when I look back at it, I, I can remember making this and writing it and the myths behind it and stuff. Uh, so powerful episode for me, just making it uh, and uh, thinking about it. Um, uh, Captain's Holiday, that was a fun game, uh, Star Trek episode. So TNG was back. And that was Picard's trip to Risa, which everybody was happy about. They said, finally, Captain, you're going to relax here. And he said, what do you mean, uh, Okay, then um, uh, 591 was another kind of tribute crossover episode, things I might have wrote as a kid. And uh, that was uh, uh, based on a podcast, grown-ups read things they wrote as kids and a live show. So just another podcast to do for you to check out. Um, then Mother of All Alchemy, which is after the glass slipper episode. Again, kind of probing at some myths. Uh, then we jump to uh, TNG, uh, The Naked Now, which was, I think, the second. Like, there was a, the first two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation Season 1 was a two-parter. Or else just a really long episode, Encounter at Farpoint. And I think Naked Now is either the second or the third episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. It's pretty out there. So it was just wild that it was like uh, that early on, uh, really out there, fun episode uh, to check out. Okay, here's some back-to-back ones. Uh, this is one's called On Summer's Horseback. Uh, this is when uh, it was was not on location, but it was afterwards recounting a, a horseback ride I did. It's a really popular episode. I hear from a lot of people about it. And it's because I think because it's true, like, uh, I think the reason people like it is because I was riding a horse, uh, wasn't particularly my forte or within my wheelhouse. They said, okay, my daughter wants to go for a horse ride. Well, let's go. Um, 
But then, uh, so then what I did to pass the time was talk to my horse, whose name was Summer. And I whispered to her and I sang to her and I, I negotiated with her. Like I said, let's get through this summer together. And don't, you know, don't, don't be sympathetic to my vibrations. Uh, please, Summer, please. And I think that's a, something a lot of listeners have uh, a relationship with. Uh, 594 was again another after the glass slipper magic frog song. It just inspired by a really cool myth, uh, or uh, I think a Grimm's, uh, Grimm's tale. And uh, that uh, I was able to kind of reimagine in a way, or pretty pretty big way, change it around. And say, okay, well, if this was, it was so, uh, I don't know. Again, I, I just really, I can picture the journey that the story goes on and almost experience myself. And uh, that doesn't always happen, but I think that's an important part of the show is that it can give you a physical and visceral journey. Uh, and I could take it, I could see cobblestones and being outside of buildings, this frog, uh, uh, then Cupid, another Q, fun Q episode for TNG. Uh, then another experimental episode, uh, trending transcript Tuesdays with a with a machine transcript of a Lady Witchbeard episode, and that was just an experiment, pretty bizarre. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think it went okay. Um, and then Dueling Butterflies was uh, after the Glass Slipper episode. I don't know what that one was about. Let me look it up, actually. I have no clue. It's weird how some of them come back to me instantly. Uh, but it's like each of these episodes represents like about 20 hours of my work. Uh, so that's like uh, between where we are today and now, that's like... Uh, a hundred times 20. So 2000 hours of work since I made that episode. And it's just the episode work, not uh, putting the podcast, everything out. Let's see what it says about that. Uh, don't worry, Hamilton fans. No birds will be harmed in this podcast. Uh, only lulls will be cast by caring siblings for you to sleep to. So it doesn't really give us a lot of details about what happened in that episode. Dueling butterflies, uh, so it would have been butterflies trying to top one another. I can't, I'm trying to think of like what myth or what, uh, um, after the glass slipper dueling butterflies. Usually I don't remember all of these. Well, clearly not all of them, but I really can't. I mean, I can picture beautiful butterfly wings flapping and relaxing us, uh, and, uh, unwinding us. And I'm sure Bernie was mentioned in it, but, uh, uh, dueling butterflies. I guess when I get off, I'll have to check it. But I'm sure it was like a tale based on either a myth or a fairy tale. I'm just trying to buy some time to see if my brain remembers it. Plus, well, we'll just stop here. So what I'll do is I'm going to look up the note. Look up the notes for that. Five ninety eight dueling butterflies. Uh, let's see, because the next episode was five ninety nine, the chase, which is Star Trek: The Next Generation episode, pretty close to the end of our Star Trek coverage. Um, and uh, the reason we haven't gone back, we we will be doing some Star Trek coverage either soon or, or concurrent with this episode when it comes out. Um, but the reason is it's just, just uh, 
it didn't realize how, like, some people just, uh, the, the uh, like, a large percentage of listeners just won't listen to the Star Trek episodes. And I know it's some people's favorites, so I've tried to find some balance, which is to do just a few episodes. Uh, that way, uh, people are getting the episodes, but uh, it's not a... Let's see, so I'm sorry, I'm messing around in my trying to find a folder with the uh, the notes here. What did I say? Dueling butterflies. I wonder if my notebook is here, and that's what I'll bring you to sleep. And then what I'll do is, uh, and I think this would take an hour, so I guess we'll do another recap of uh, uh, 600 to, to the current thing. Let's see here, though. Show notes after the glass slipper season three. I see, uh, it'd be Nella, uh, Shelley part two, statue, 12 children, uh, Damag, frogs, uh, bezel, uh, syllabi. Maybe this was one that was, maybe this episode never existed because I don't see, I don't know. This one is, is, uh, mislabeled, uh. Well, this one was based on an episode of Weird Science. I don't know which episode this was. Uh, oh, this is Alchemy. So that's Mother of All Alchemy. Statue Love, uh, 12 Children. I wonder what this one was. Maybe this was the Dueling Butterflies. Oh, I think this was. So it was based on the 12 children, uh, or, uh, one sister... I think this is it, about uh, that they all get a uh, king regent, uh, six sons, uh, six daughters, uh, fairy godmother to help over watch over the children, uh, 12 children play together. Uh, meanwhile, the queen has uh, her own, so that was with his first family. Then his current queen has a boy and a girl. And uh, they go, oh, the, all the kids are living in one tower by themselves. The brother and sister find them and say, hey, they, all these kids are playing in a playroom in a tower in our castle. And uh, then they get sent off. Uh, and they think they get changed into butterflies. And then they return. I kind of remember this. At the end, everyone, the girl rules forever. Uh, all of children have a uh, moth birthmark on them. Uh, Prince Regent wants more children. This is still a kind of notes. Uh, Queen relents. This is okay. King makes a playroom. Sends the children out. Uh, uh, Twelve strands of ivy. So a little bit. Uh, that's a little bit about it. Uh, basically a tale of... Uh, the children turning to butterflies, helping their sister by carrying her, and then turning back into her siblings. Uh, so I hope as you now picture a flight of beautiful butterflies, uh, and they're gently rocking your bed, if they're cool with that, and, and maybe they're carrying you into the clouds, uh, or maybe you're nice and snug in your bed on the ground. Or maybe the butterflies are just outside gently flapping their wings uh, with a beautiful, restful sound as you get more comfortable and drift off. Good night.
All right, everybody, this is our second retrospective episode, looking back at uh, the last uh, 600 episodes, or the last 100 episodes of the podcast, and actually I'll be looking into the future uh, before release, because I'm recording this uh, in early August. Uh, but again, just like in the other one, I, I couldn't have make this show w- with without you. Uh, so thank you so much for all of your support, all of your listening. Let me really tuck you in bed. Uh, it really is an honor to be here and tell you bedtime stories and to help you go to sleep or to keep you company in the deep, dark night or to keep you company in the day when you might be under some stress. I can't tell you... Uh, I, I mean, maybe you can feel it because I can feel it in my chest and in my uh, gut and in my heart right now talking about it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't expect uh, to. So maybe I'll do a little bit of a personal retrospective, a quick one of the history of the podcast and then um, of the history of the last year and then go into the last 100 episodes with maybe some personal. I, I don't know, but I'll, I'll keep it sleepy. Don't worry. Because uh, we, we, I mean, definitely 700 episodes are pretty far from the beginning. Because uh, when I started this show, and some of you may not know that uh, this, uh, I, I really I had no experience in podcasting or broadcasting or being recorded or performing on the mic. And I also had no idea that this podcast would work out. I, I wondered, I, I said to myself, why isn't there a bedtime story podcast for grownups? And I'd said it for years. And and, uh, and I said, and then the answer would come back from another childlike part of me. Well, why don't we make it? And I would say, no, 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 that, that's not for, we, we can't do that. Uh, that would be, you know, that's too, you know, we don't have that uh, experience. We don't know what we're doing. We couldn't make that. And that kid-like voice would come back and say, come on, let's make that podcast. I think we could make it. And and if you've heard the history of the podcast before, you know, that was something that went on for years. I said, no, no, no. And he said, well, we love all these podcasts. Uh, and it was uh, recently it was just exchanging tweets with Brian from Coverville, which was one of the first podcasts I started listening to on a regular basis in the aughts. I don't know what aught. uh in oh something oh five i don't know what year it was but uh and that was one of the shows i said wow you can really make a joy podcasts are a joyful thing and they can really be about anything and brian shows about cover songs and it still continues to this day and he's in the podcast hall of fame he's been doing it since the beginning he's also on the morning streams i know a lot of morning stream shout out because uh, I know a lot, of, uh, you know, we have some crossover in our audience, which is really cool. So, uh, like, just hearing stuff like that it, it encouraged my child, Brian. Whatever, I don't know if Brian is an inner child. I think he probably does. But say, hey, well, his look at he's making this fun show about cover songs. Uh, back then, there were shows like Dawn and Drew, and uh, Scott Sigler had these audiobook style podcasts. Uh, uh, those were two other ones. That my kid was like, "Hey, look at the, look at the, look at these shows." Uh, and sometimes, like early on, I would listen to podcasts with other people, and they wouldn't they wouldn't feel the same. And then there was uh, this podcast. Uh, what was it called? Uh, WDW uh, Today, and it was these guys, uh, these five guys, or what's he? Len, Mike, Mike, 
and Matt, and then sometimes they would have another guest, uh, like, uh, talking about, like, uh, in depth about the Disney World theme park. And it was just so interesting to just hear these, like, like, it was literally like I was getting to look in through a window on their lives, even though a lot of the stuff they talked about was subtextual and there'd be tension between them. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, it was ostensibly they're just talking about Disney theme parks, but it was like hearing it, it, it just felt like I was getting to inhabit, uh, like being John Malkovich in each one of them. And, uh, it, I don't know. It was just another one that I said, wow, you really can make a podcast about anything and, and, and just do it. And at the time, I think the big podcast uh, was Ricky Gervais's like a repurposing of a radio show. Uh, as a podcast or as a pod, radio, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I never looked. I think I have looked into the history, but uh, it was uh, Stephen Merchant, Ricky Gervais, and Carl Pilkington. And I think that was Carl Pilkington's kind of a big debut in the world. And it's just another very funny, very different, especially from American radio. And again, my kids said, wow, look at all this stuff. And there's so much other stuff that I was listening to, but those are just a few examples. And I said, no, 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 we like, uh, like, and I kept putting, putting that idea to bed and saying, not listening to that call. And then at some point I did listen to the call and we'll skip over the, the years between them. Uh, I kind of talked about it on other shows, but, uh, I, I, I was trying other stuff and like, I, I had, uh, kind of is slowly been starting to commit to living my life a little bit fuller and not in a, and it was a slow, very slow, uh, journey to do that, uh, and to take some action where I could. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot more backwards motion than forward motion, but there was still some forward motion. And then at some point, uh, one of the things I was working on did not work out. And, uh, I remember, and I've talked about this in other places. I was on a, I was on a bus uh, during a train, the train, a transit strike where the trains weren't running, and so it was a local, like a very, very long bus ride with a lot of stops and a lot of people, uh, just because the trains were down and people were trying to get to work. It wasn't like a bus you would normally commute uh, on, and uh, this project kind of imploded with the other people I was. Uh, um, collaborating with and right at that point like I knew that project was done I'd had time every week committed to that project and this part of me said hey why don't you start that sleep podcast right now and I said what what uh, yeah where you were working on this other project uh it just start to work on the sleep podcast just put, put it in there and I said uh okay uh, okay yeah and I said just do it because otherwise life's going to close up and uh you won't get a chance to do it. I think you should do it. And I said, okay, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so I did it, and uh, uh, I just started, basically. is a non-dramatic thing. I was looking on YouTube and the Internet for how to make a podcast. And I borrowed some equipment, and I said, let's just start trying to make this bedtime story podcast for grown-ups, and let's start, like, from what I had learned on the Internet, uh, and from listening to people that had been making podcasts, uh, one was podcasts aren't a money-making uh, 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 thing. Uh, two, it's very hard, especially when you have no, so I didn't have any expectation of that. And I said, well, it's very hard to get people to listen to podcasts, uh, especially if you don't have an audience. So I said, okay, that's good probably, those two things, because I don't know what I'm doing. 
And the consensus seemed to be that it took three years to, to get people, like, to build any kind of audience. So I said, okay, well, two to three years usually, but it definitely is three years is the consensus. But it's easier to say, okay, well, two to three years is a little more palatable. And then another consistent piece of advice, and not 100%, like, uh, this is a gray area, but, a, like, a stronger is if you don't have an audience, uh, releasing something on a consistent basis uh, will help, uh, uh, you know, that's better than just releasing it randomly. Uh, for me, it was like, and that worked. I said, okay, so have a deadline. And I did think about it when I was making the podcast. I said, well, people are falling asleep. And if, if this podcast did work and I was listening to it, I would want it on, I would want to know when it's coming out and I would want it to be out then. And so that's something we've always kind of stuck to is to like really having a consistent schedule, uh, even down to the time, I, unless there's a glitch uh, that the episodes come out, uh, which uh, I think currently is 4 p.m. Pacific on Sundays and Wednesdays. And then what happened was I started making the podcast. And I started putting it out and I, I was learning. And you can listen to the kind of the, the content side and the lulling retrospective of the first 500 episodes. Because uh, in that first 100, 100, 150 episodes is really where the current state of the podcast was born uh, from all the experimentation, not so much in the, 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 the content of the content, but in the creation of it and, and saying what works, what's sustainable uh, for the creation standpoint. And at some point in there, probably pretty early on, I was settled on a three-time-a-week schedule because I said, well, if I was listening to podcasts again, I would want it five nights a week if I relied on it to fall asleep. And I said, well, that's not impo- that's impossible. And he said, if I push really, really, put a lot of work in, I can do it three times a week. And also there's a part of me in my mind that said, well, if it's at three times a week, uh, yeah, maybe that'll be good for the audience. Uh, and uh, then I said, okay, can I do that for two years? Uh, and that became my goal. That was my goal pretty early on was like, can I make this podcast? Uh, well, first it was like with the goal of making it for two years, but having points in between to be like, can I make two episodes? Can I make eight episodes? Can I make 20 episodes? Can I make 50 episodes? And I think when I got to 50, I was like, I'm definitely making this for two years. And, and that was like a, a bit of a, like not having a little bit more, I think it may be overcommitted. So that war was tough uh, because because between 50 and uh, there was 250 episodes between episode 50 and two years. Uh, but I kept at it for two years. And at the end of two years, I said to myself, uh, uh, well, can we should we keep making this podcast? Yes, but uh, is this sustainable? And the answer was no. It was just... Uh, the podcast uh, is like making a podcast uh, like this is the equivalent of like a at least a two or three person a team. If each person's working like a normal work schedule of like 40 hours a week. And I was also working a job this whole time to pay my bills and keep the, you know, and pay the bills of the podcast, uh, which at the time were sm- like smaller because the podcast was smaller. But at the end of two years, I said, okay, well, we have an audience. Uh, and I think at the time, maybe at the end of two years, there was like 10,000 regular listeners, which is really, I was really grateful for that. And, and uh, that was a really something that said, okay, this podcast does have potential. 
And so then I forget if I committed for another year or two years. I think I said, okay. Well, I think I said, can I make this sustainable in a year? Like, otherwise I'll have to stop. Uh, I think that's what I decided. Maybe I said two more years to make it sustainable. Uh, I can't remember. But I said, okay, like, let's see if we could get it to a number of listeners where it's sustainable, like where it could sustain itself, which is at the time, yeah. I don't think I think this was more not prevailing logic or consensus, but more just a internet opinion was like, oh, if you have thirty or forty thousand regular listeners, you could definitely pay for one or two full time positions. And I did find out that for my podcast, it wasn't true because it puts people to sleep, uh, so it makes it a, it adds this extra hurdle of trying to pay the bills uh, when people are asleep. Uh, but so I said, I think I said by three years, if I be around that number, uh, then maybe it's, it'll be sustained. Like then I can find a way to, sus- to sustain it. And I think, I, I, I'm not sure my memory is not perfect, but I, th- I think around three years, we're right around that number, like 30, 40,000 regular listeners. Uh, but in there, I don't know if we, like when in three years, we never, we didn't really have any money. We didn't, well, we didn't have any money coming in. We had a tiny bit of Amazon money coming in. Mostly I was still subsidizing. Well, no, mostly I was subsidizing the, the podcast with my free labor. And then all, you know, any money I would spend, I would have spent on myself or, or like, uh, my, my leisure money. Like it was like a expensive hobby or something like that. And at the end of three years, I think this was three years, but maybe this was two years. I don't know. I said, I don't think I can keep doing this. Like, it's just no, like, uh, it's, it's easy to do something like this for two or three years. So maybe I'm getting two or three years mixed up. But but I said, uh, I need help. I can't keep putting this episode show out three times a week. It's just not uh, achievable. And so I... Uh, I was like, okay, well, how, what can I do to get help? And I think we tested it. We, t- we tested some sponsors in there at some point, and that didn't really take hold as a reliable source of money. And then at some point, we started the Patreon, and I said, okay, if I could bring in enough money to pay someone to do the, the first edit of the show, the editing, like after it's recorded, editing the episode, uh, so it's pretty much ready to go. I mean, I would listen and and and, you know, make any changes, uh, like I said, maybe if I could get help and I could build a Patreon to pay for help with one episode a week and then two episodes a week with the goal of getting to three episodes a week, I said, I could keep, I think I could keep going. And actually like before the Patreon started, I started paying out of my pocket. I said, well, I found someone, Chris Posty Posterson. I had heard his podcast. He had done the theme music for the show. I knew he was talented and capable. And so I think this was, yeah, like, I don't know if this is a two-year point or the three-year point, uh, right around then. I think it was November or October. So that was right when we started the show. But I don't know if it was after two years or three years uh, that Chris started working for the show. And I started paying him. And I also have a philosophy. When you work on something for free, you realize that that's kind of like sets this uh, not great precedent and you realize like how much like uh, work goes into the show, and there's a lot. The spectrum of audio editors is of pay is pretty wide, and I knew Chris's talent, and so we agreed on like uh, what I think. I mean, I would love to pay him a lot more money, but it was like uh, 
like like he said, well, if I was doing this, how much would I want to get paid an hour or per episode? So we found a price that I was comfortable with and Chris was comfortable with and uh, that I felt was reasonable by the quality of work uh, and uh, like like livable. I mean, only as a side gig because it's not like this is a, the, the editing is not a 40 hour a week work. And so I kind of built the Patreon around that. And then I started the Patreon, but I still had in the back of my mind that at some point we'll have like, like all the rest of our bills, like would becomes, would be paid before by sponsors, just cause that's like a lot of the podcast device out there. And so a lot of my budgeting and stuff was like, okay, well, when we have sponsors, regular sponsors, uh, that's how I'll be able to pay myself and I'll be able to like pay some of the other bills and the Patreon will be like it was a supplement or, or, you know, the Patreon will be like a, the sponsor will be our A option and the Patreon will be our B option for funding. And then we had like CD, like uh, affiliate, like uh, sleeve phones and uh, what else do we have? Uh, like uh, affiliate, like Amazon, stuff like that is, is other small, very small, but still any money helps uh, funding options. And again, this isn't all, I'm, I'm, I'm winging this, so I, like, there's definitely some probably holes in some of this stuff. Uh, but then I started the Patreon, and I guess like uh, when you start, you do something for free, and some listeners told me this, it's like, doesn't, this is a spy kiss, it's very valuable. Uh, but sometimes your esteem gets mixed in with it, and it's not always the most positive version of your esteem. And I started to think, well... Maybe I'll just ask for listeners for a dollar. Like if I could have got 10% of the listeners at a dollar of the show, I said, I mean, I guess part of me is still always blown away. This was, well, well, how hard would that be? It should be easy for sleep with me. Uh, even though the prevailing logic was only 0.5 to 2%. And like uh, 2% is like really uh, uh, nearly unachievable of your listeners will support you on like a, a platform like Patreon will pay for something free. Uh, but I was a little, I think I was more delusional. Like, I mean, I have a good relationship with the audience, so it's a little delusional of like uh, what was possible. But I was also scared of just asking for more money than a dollar. And so I asked for a dollar and I thought we could get 10% and then maybe one or 2% not a dollar. And that was actually like a big error. Uh, Cause one, we weren't able to achieve uh even come close to that 10% number. And it kind of let a lot of our initial patrons know, oh, well, like uh, a dollar's all Scoots wants or needs because uh, that's what he's asking for, which was totally reasonable conclusion on their part. And so all, a lot of the initial people that became patrons uh, were dollar patrons, which is like usually your core you get in the first three or four months uh, of your patron Patreon. And, but then a, a couple of listeners, particularly Julie C., one of the moderators, said, Do you know, this is a, like, I don't think this is okay. Like, the podcast isn't just worth a dollar to me. And it shouldn't be worth a dollar to you if you're working 90, 80, 90 hours a week uh, and a day job to pay for that. Like, uh, isn't it worth, you know, uh, are you sure you're not just, uh, you're devaluing the podcast? For, and I said, You're right, uh, I am. 
And so that's some point we changed to focus. And also, like other realists said, you can't get 10%. And the numbers were clear that it was like uh, we'd never get to 10% of support. Not even – it was just a, just a, just almost like it's a mathematical impossibility. And so th- that was a little bit tough. But we said, okay, well, let's just go back. We'll, we'll keep doing this and we'll see how it goes and we'll we'll take it one step at a time. And this was somewhere in, yeah, between years two and four, which all kind of becomes mashed together. And I said, okay, now over years two and four, we'll try to make this sustainable because at the end of year four or end of year three or both end of both years, I was like, okay, if this isn't sustainable, I have to stop or cut back. I guess it was at the end of year three. And at the end of year three, it wasn't uh, sustainable. I guess it was the end of year three, right? Uh but it was get, getting there. And I said, oh, geez, well, it's just a matter of getting the sponsors. Uh, we're still, we had Patreon support of maybe 1% or maybe somewhere in 1% of the listeners. And while we had like a lot of uh, dollar patrons because the initial sign, the way I conducted it, it was still good signs. And then, and then we had on and off paid sponsors and, uh, it, like I was like, well, sooner or later we're going to get like, uh, we got Casper you know, and Sleep Phones is an affiliate sponsor, which is a little bit different. But it was like, okay, sooner or later, this is all going to work because I know it's working. It's putting people to sleep. Uh, I'm consistent, uh, but it was still a lot of work. And then again, I got a point where I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like, it's just not sustainable for me. And I started working with my job and my vacation that I'd let build up and uh, work, trying to work flex schedule. And trying to cut back at work when I could and, and then like trying to be like, okay, what can I, can I do some of this part time or some of this from home? Yeah, but it was clear like that, that wasn't sustainable either. It was like, okay, I need, like, I was like, uh, it, it was t- t- approaching a place where I had to make a, a leap of faith, but one with my, uh, with, you know, my fam- my daughter in mind, in reality in mind. And it wasn't like I knew emotionally I, I like had listener support and there's a, a hardcore group of listeners that are supporting the show. But I said, well, uh, you know, it's still like a leap of faith. Like, and I'm, I'm a person that overthinks and is, you know, anxious and stuff. Uh, but at some point I took that jump in, uh, I guess that was the last year, but I said, okay, again, if I'm taking this jump, this show has to like now it has to be sustainable because I'm leaving my career which I had a pension and stuff. So it was like my, was my main, you know, it was like, oh, that was what I was planning my future around. Uh, but I also over the years had obtained a lot of skills. So I said, okay, well, I know I can produce and make podcasts. So I could always do, do something else in the podcast business. Uh, not a big, not a big deal. And then towards the last year, I guess that was four years. So I said, listen, we got to, I was honest with myself and the audience. I said, okay, I have to start looking at what's sustainable, like uh, what is paying the bills and what is not paying the bills. Uh, and so that was like, at first we tried to get funding to make sure to cover the cost of sleep to strange. And we weren't able to do that. And so we stopped putting out sleep to strange. As far as a free show, then it was like, okay, should we keep really, it's, it takes a lot of work to put the show out three times a week. Uh, and it limited my ability to try to, uh, 
pursue other opportunities to keep the to make the podcast sustainable. Which was so I said, okay, can we? Is it realistic to keep the show uh, three episodes a week with the number of sponsors and patrons we have? And at the end of the year, it was like, no, it's just not. It's just like, uh, like not sustainable for me as a creator. Or uh, looking at the numbers, it's just like, okay, we got to cut to two a week. And that was a really good decision because it enabled me a little bit more space uh, to interact with the audience, uh, to interact with the podcast community, and connect with other podcast uh, people that are creating podcasts. And, and it was also like right around the time I left my job. So all this happened in the winter, like uh, the end of 2017. And so, like, I left my job, uh, tried to focus. We had some other shakeups in there, too. Uh, but actually, it wasn't, like, because the Patreon was, uh, was, it was, it was still in a place uh, where it's like, okay, I still need to get this going, and I still need to get more sponsors. It was like, I guess in some sense, I had made that leap. And, and, I, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm committed to this podcast now. And committed to find making it sustainable, and I said, "Okay, well, I do have all these tangible skills, so I don't need to, I don't need to worry." And because I was connected to more uh, people creating podcasts, uh, like uh, the people at Night Vale Presents, the people at PRX and Radiotopia, and just a lot of my independent friends creating podcasts, uh, it was like I was able to get some, you know, better advice and, and say, "Okay, well, I think this is like I think we're going to be okay." Uh, and uh, to be like, okay, let's 2018, let's just see how it goes again. And I guess like uh, when you're listening to this, it might be further along. I, we still are and like see how it goes kind of state. Uh, uh, but it, things change faster now, a little bit faster. So it's like, okay, I think by the end of 2018, we'll be able to keep making two episodes uh, a, a week, uh, free episodes. And I'm pretty confident we are, but I, I, I like uh, – we keep assessing things and saying, okay. Uh, but, and, uh, I mean, the people that support the show, it's been amazing. And I think it's not an issue of, uh, people that don't want to support the show. It's just an issue of people falling asleep, uh, very fast, which is like, uh, so podcast has kind of been a victim of its own effectiveness and success. And it's just like a, like an overall apathy, like in general, like to say, uh, well, if it's free, you know, it's just it's it, it's just a strange thing to pay for something that's free, or to not passively, or to not pass. We're we're kind of also taught to like passively consume advertising instead of be like, oh, Casper and Brooklyn and, and sleep phones are part of what they keep the show going. Uh, so so it's just like, uh, and then when you're already sleeping in bed, yeah. Uh, We've able to like the people are also great about word of mouth, so the show's been able to grow in that way. And I just learned so much about myself about uh, like about that people are there to support you, uh, listeners and other podcasters and friends and family, and that you can take these leaps and it's okay to have doubt and, and to be a little nervous or AAFRAID. Uh, because it isn't outside of your comfort zone. It is outside your comfort zone, but it says, okay, it's not an all or nothing thing either. Uh, you, you'll be able to find your way. And I can parent myself and say, you know, I'm here to take care of you. It's okay to be afraid. Let me pat your back. We're going to do the best decision we can. 
and we made a good decision. We have a podcast with uh, about 150,000 regular listeners, uh, maybe at the time you're listening more, and uh, people that really are invested in the show, and uh, people that support you, people that benefit from the podcast, people that interact with you, that shower you with kindness. Uh, and there's a lot of people that believe in you in the show. So it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And uh, let's just take it one step at a time. I mean, that's kind of where things are. Like, I think I have trust that it's like, okay, things are going to keep growing. We're going to add some more sponsors. We're going to get our archives back up. And uh, we're going to keep the show at two episodes a week. That's what I'm working for uh, here towards the end of 2018. I guess this is my goal is to get the archives back up, make sure they're sustainable. And make sure the show, the free show, is sustainable twice a week. Uh, and and uh, yes, and I, I'm I'm pretty confident we'll we'll get there because uh, uh, we got a lot of great support, and I want to thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, I guess I've gone off. Uh, so let's run through. Yeah, okay. So here we are. Let's run through 600 and to now. So 600 was seven stages of banter. Which again, I can't believe that was a hundred episodes ago, but that was a fun episode. Another uh, board win seminar episode. A statue love. That was another after glass slipper episode. I enjoyed. A little one and mother. That was uh, with Troy's mom and Picard, and Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, fearless flyer review in in October. Uh, that's funny. Uh, maybe that was our last Fearless Flyer review. I don't know, but uh, that was a good one. No, I think we did one with Pumpkin Pie Spice. Uh, Pop Quiz, After the Glass a Slipper, Yesterday's Enterprise, a TNG, uh, Hamlet with Brainbots. That was October 24th. Holy mackerel. Uh, that was like about me procrastinating going to see Hamlet and then being happy I did. Uh, Castles in Compromise as another After the Glass Slipper episode. That was good. Uh, Fistful of Datas. Uh, so we're getting towards the end of... Oh, we're getting ready for the launch of this new Star Trek Discovery series. And then 609 Costume Nostalgia. That came out on Halloween. I know that was a popular episode. A fun look at, uh, you know, nostalgia for Halloween costumes. Uh, quilting clues that was another after glass slipper one uh, context and then we did star trek discovery but i think like i enjoyed the show it was just a matter of a combination of the paywall um in in i guess like just at star trek uh was just having trouble with a, a large number of listeners not listening to the star trek episodes yeah, so I think those two things, like, and it was like I didn't love, I liked just Discovery, but I didn't love it so much that I said, okay. Yeah, then Talking Bogs, that was another on-location episode where I talked to a bog. Uh, Don't Look Back, that was with Talking Bogs, was with, uh, who was it with, uh, uh, Vi- Viola, maybe? I can't remember. Uh, don't look back. That was a cool after glass slipper episode. Then another discovery episode when doves and lambs fly together. Uh, then a healing kind of personal fictional journey. Clouds heal. That was like because I kept failing quizzes for clouds uh, in like fourth or fifth grade. 
teaching valuations. That was towards the end of the, or maybe that was the last episode of After Your Last Slipper. I think it was. And Choose Your Pun, that was another Star Trek Discovery episode. I think that was the last one we did. Plus, it was up against the holiday season. Uh, Apple at my core, that was a fun one because it was like a look uh, at apples, which I love, and uh, apple picking, and even like an apple coaster, I think. Uh, home, then we did a tale of the tape for the movie Home Alone. Uh, then I did an episode about snow sledding, like a little trip, uh, immersive trip of snow sledding. Uh, then as a pole turn, as a North Pole turns, that was a holiday series, a short holiday series, uh, a soap opera at the North Pole. Then we did tell the tape for the movie Scrooge, which was again a fun one. Uh, we did a holiday knocks with Dan and Muskie. That was with Dan Harmon and Elon Musk, uh, helping, uh, uh, find lost pets. And then Stormy Sheep, uh, which is another As North, North Pole Turns episode. Then we had our first Doctor Who episode with a visit from Charles Dickens, just because it was the holiday season. Uh, then a Macy's Parade recap, Happy Pucks. Uh, still, that was like the best parade ever, just because of the this guy. He was dressed as a puck. I think there's two of them, and they were dancing, and they were so happy. It was I still can see it. Uh, then a, uh, a holiday, a per, like a Macy's, uh, oh no, uh, then the, as the North Pole turns, uh, uh, another episode, Melorama. Then uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Tale, the tape. Uh, then a, uh, like the, the two characters from other holiday episodes, the Elf Nobody Knew and the Christmas Tree that took a walk, uh, went on a walk together. Uh, then the just finale of uh, As the North Pole Turns, North Pole Coco Square Dance. Uh, then we had Peeping Leaves, was which was a leaf uh, episode, uh, like uh, where I talked about leaf peeping. Uh, then an on-location episode from Stowe Lake. Uh, and this is when we moved to the twice-a-week schedule here. Uh, then our first, uh, then we started doing regular Doctor Who season one. Uh, and that first episode was Rose. Uh, then we interviewed Jenny, the new username generator. That's another creative high point for the podcast. I can't believe it was all the way in January. Uh, then we had Lentils and Plastic Toys, which was a look back at uh, both uh, After Glass Slipper and. Um, I think that's what it was. And, uh, let's see, Jenny, the username generator. Yeah. And, uh, as a North Pole turns, I think, uh, uh, then it, I, uh, I feel fine. Another doctor who episode, uh, then, uh, pitching Curry and Moranis episode. I pitched them in a hall and Oates musical. Still haven't heard anything from anybody about that. Uh, then we kicked off our new series with uh, Fairy Tale River Ride. Uh, that was a theme park series that uh, never got a name, uh, but it was about a young woman in a theme park. Uh, then Friends in London, another Doctor Who episode. Uh, then Food Pilgrimager, which was another, uh, what is that called? Uh, Fearless Flyer episode. It was called Food Pilgrimager. Uh, then another ride episode, Dark Side of the Pretzel, from the theme park series. 
a doctor who won once, uh, twice, uh, thrice a doctor. Another good creative episode, uh, Weathered Weather Vane. Another one I was happy with how it came out. Uh, I wanted to do a story about a weathered weather vane. And it, again, took some turns I didn't expect. Uh, gliding over comfort. Uh, that was, uh, like, I don't know if you've been on that ride, Soren, but that was, uh, what it was about. Then the comic Dalek, uh, I didn't even realize that kind of rhymed. Comic Dalek. Maybe I did at the time. Then a Carol King episode where I went on an adventure with a label maker. Uh, then a theme park ride, uh, theme park uh, with oceans. Yeah, then 648 was a long game. That was another Doctor Who episode. Uh, 649 was another um, interview episode uh, with uh, Matter Matters. It was a TV show, Matter Matters, I think. Uh, episode 650 was Curly Sue Rush, which is based on, like, uh, what's that ride called? Or influenced by Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Father's Day, that was a Doctor Who episode, real, real time recipe, real, real, uh, both my Instapot, uh, real recipe under pressure in real time. Uh, then Panda Force, uh, which was kind of influenced by the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland. Uh, let's see, Empty Snore Child, that was a Sleeping with Doctor Who episode. Then we had a fairy tale gloom game unboxing where I unboxed, uh, the game Fairy Tale Gloom. Uh, then we had a theme park episode, uh, Conservatory Reading, which is kind of influenced by uh, the land. Yeah, then Fan of a Fan, which was kind of an episode about fandom and particularly that I'm a fan of my fan. Uh, then we had Doctor Dances, another Doctor Who episode. Uh, episode Romcon Con, which was. Uh, had a little bit of tingler in there. I wrote Romanflits. It was about me going to starting a romance convention uh, and then going to a romance convention where I didn't have books. I had Romanflits, uh, romantic pamphlets. Uh, Toy Town, that was uh, about, uh, like, uh, what's that happy little world? What's it called? Uh, a World of Journey. I don't know what that ride's called, where all the kids sing. Small world, yeah, that's a small world. Thanks, brain. Uh, then Boomtown, another Doctor Who episode uh, that, uh, oh, like really getting close to the end of that season. Uh, Central Park Regret came out in April. That was, uh, I still say Paul Simon should make a song about that. That was kind of a, a fiction reality melded. Uh, Heart of a Candy Band, that was a um, theme park ride episode. Uh, Bad Wolf, uh, that was a great Doctor Who episode, one I really enjoyed. Uh, 665 was Friends of Mario and Sonic, where uh, I said, who are all these people that hang out with Mario and Sonic? Didn't, I was like, what the heck? Uh, let's look it up. Triple uh, uh, Six was Jungle River Journey. I thought Triple Six was going to be a Doctor Who episode, but it ended up being Jungle River Journey. Uh uh, theme park episode, uh, 667, Parting of the Ways, uh, that was the last Doctor Who episode, uh, 668 was Skywriter, where I, uh, met a Sky, I tried to save Skywriting, uh, successfully, by the way, but it was fiction, it was fictional, but I successfully saved Skywriting, 
669 was the finale of the theme park series, Caretaker's Carousel, uh, which part of it took place in the Carousel of Progress. Uh, 670 was uh, The Good Place, episodes 1 and 2. The Good Place to Sleep, based on the TV show The Good Place. And that was kind of like a surprise. I, I said, uh, I, I said, okay, wait, I don't know. I just love the show so much. I said, we're going to do this. Uh, uh, Bell Biv de Bib. That was uh, for Memorial Day, and that's all intros episode. Uh, then we had uh, the Alice uh, isn't at brunch. Uh, the Alice isn't in the Big Farm crossover. Which a great podcast from Joseph Fink. Uh, so that was a fun uh, crossover. Then a review of the theme park series, a little run through. Uh, then uh, episode about Tahani and Jason. Good place. Uh, episode three and four. Yeah, three and four. Uh, then a comparison of the Pirates of the Caribbean rides with Ray, my neighbor. That was a good episode, I think. It, like it, Ray kind of said, the Disneyland and the Disney World uh, Pirates of the Caribbean rides are very different, or not very different, but. And Ray wanted to come on and explain to people all the differences. Uh, then another new series uh, that we're still in progress right now Stan Chronicles, episode one. Uh, Nuns in Space, uh, Stan Returns, Stan and Scooter, uh, then The Good Place to Sleep, Episodes 5 and 6, uh, then The Lemonade Experience, another kind of different episode uh, yeah, where it was just about, just about sipping lemonade on a, on a porch and uh, idealizing that. Uh, then The Stan Chronicles 2, where Stan's on the artist journey, uh, working his way through that. Uh, then 680 was A Good Place to Sleep, uh, Episode seven and eight, um, uh, then the Bernie the Butterfly tote bag episode, where Bernie the Butterfly comes out and talks about tote bags. Uh, six eighty one, uh, six eighty two is the fourth of July, so we did an all intros episode. More pillows than a fancy hotel. Six eighty three was smelling space with uh, nuns in space episode three. Uh, then we covered good place episodes nine and ten. Uh, 685 was Cloud Tower, which was kind of like an air traffic control tower in the clouds. And also kind of meant to be soothing if you're flying, you know, if you're in the air, you know, you're in a a tube, you know, thing. Yeah, for people that don't like that. uh, uh, Then Letter to a Younger Soda Machine Self, uh, that was what, Stand 5, 2, 3, 2, 3... Maybe four? I don't know. Yeah, I guess four. Uh, then um, A Good Place to Sleep, episodes 11 and 12. Uh, then another Carol King episode, Mothership Connection, with a little bit of uh, a Funkadelic in there. Yeah, then a 99PI crossover, or tribute, more of a tribute uh, to Roman Mars and 99% Invisible, uh, where... Uh, and would mash up too with uh, pitching uh, Moranis and Curry. It was pitching uh, uh, Roman uh, Mars, uh, Rick Moranis, and Tim Curry on the movie. There's like a, a lot of layers in there. And when I record this last episode release was 691 Palm for, Prom for, Prom Free, uh, Stan Chronicles episode five. Uh, which was uh, about a you know prom that you didn't it was no a no date prom so it kind of dream prom uh, 
so that's all it's released. So let me see off the top of my head if I can figure out what's coming next uh, without looking. Uh, 691 is a good place to sleep, episode 13, because yeah, I was just listening and editing that one. Yeah, so that would be 692 would be a visit to the New York State Fair, a little history of the New York State Fair. 691, 692. 693 would be Stan, uh, part six. Yeah, I was just listening to that one, too, but I don't want to, you know, spoil him. Yeah, 694 will be uh, a Troy, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episode with Troy is the main. Not, she's she, she's the lead. She's in command of the ship. Uh, I had to change the title of the episode to Troy. I can't remember what I named it, but uh, because the name of the episode's not very sleepy. Uh, 695 should be a, uh, it should be State Fair, another visit to New York State Fair. Uh, it'll be interesting. I guess you're hearing this after this all come out with, uh, more details about the New York State Fair and memories. Uh, 696 would be Stan Chronicles episode seven, uh, which progressively gets more and more interesting and more and more sleepy. What is that, 696 or 697? I don't know, 690, uh, well, my finger says 7. So 697 would be Star Trek The Next Generation. And I don't know the order of the release. Uh, let's see, there's Allegiance is one of them. So let's just say, I don't th- I don't know if it is, that, that's the next one. Uh, but that's one of the ones coming out is Allegiance. I think maybe that's it, and it's about... Uh, uh, Picard, uh, two, there's two Picards at one time in the episode, including one that's uh, ready to date. So that's a good one. So that's seven. Ninety-eight is, uh, is that ninety-eight? So seven would be ninety-eight, I think, is going to be uh, uh, a Tingler crossover. So anybody that's a Chuck Tingle fan uh, will have the lulling, like it should be, on Chuck's podcast, uh, pounded, the pounded podcast is for grownups only. Uh, will be a grown-up version, and then there'll be a sleep with me version. Uh, but all about being okay. Uh, so it should be six ninety-eight. Uh, so that would make six ninety-nine. Uh, stand eight. Uh, yeah, that looks right. And then uh, 700 would be, I think, is the schedule. There's like somewhere in there is a Labor, uh, Labor Day. So it's one of there's somewhere in there is going to be an all intro episode. Uh, then somewhere in there would be uh, like, let me just try to figure out the next Star Trek one because I can't remember. So it'd be at least entertaining. Like the Star Trek episode after that would be the first duty. Uh, with Wesley, but in between those, we did Allegiance because uh, I record stuff so far ahead of time. Uh, like I probably recorded this uh, last week; it was so long ago. I did Allegiance. I just recorded uh, the first duty this week. Um, so, what was the other one? Uh, I honestly don't know. Then there'll be those retrospective episodes and the rest of the Nuns in Space episodes. And then also we'll be doing a good place season premiere will be in there. Uh, so that's like what we have on tap. I wish I could remember that other Star Trek one. 
Like, who was the main character? Was it, uh, oh, uh, there's one, another one with, uh, I know that one's, that one's after the Wesley episode. There's like Moriarty one, but that's after it. Okay. You know what? I just remembered it. It was, uh, it's one about, uh, bro- it's called Brothers, I think. It's about Data and Data's brother. That might even be before the Wesley. Yeah, it is before the Wesley one. So it's about Data and Lore, and then two other, the B story is very short, but it's about two brothers on aboard the ship. Uh, and I really feel a, a sense of a familyhood with all of you listeners. Uh, so thank you so much for uh, being with me on this journey and supporting me on this journey and believing in me, because I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. That's why I make the show. I say it a lot, but I've been there. Uh, so thanks for the help uh, keeping the show going. Or, you know, thank you for just uh, just being rested and sleep and then putting energy, positive energy out in the world. Uh, thanks and good night.